It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wikwiki, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello. Uh, shalom. I don't know any other words besides those two. Uh, I don't even know if shalom is a word for hello, but this is another episode of the Weekly Weebs Podcast. I'm your host today, Wikwiki, and uh, my news for you today is about fucking phone unlocks to get to the news that I actually have, which is Netflix, more than half of the members globally watched anime last year. So that means that more than half the members of Netflix watched anime last year. <laughs> and to the left of me... <laughs> you, you're, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> How they figured it out? They probably got stuff, too. What the fuck? Yeah. They had a PowerPoint. Probably. Uh, to the left of me... Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? It's Zario Machini. <laughs> Uh, so they're coming out with a Seven Deadly Sins movie. It's called The Grudge of Edinburgh. Is it live action? No. Good. Uh, Is it a continuation? Yes, it's a it's a sequel. Uh, it's centered on Meliodas's son Tristan. Fuck yeah! Uh, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. Hack in. Yeah. What? Yeah. Spoiler. Watch the new season, bro. It's been out for like like two years. <laughs> not been out for two years. It feels like two years. It reminds me of that. It's it been gone for two years. It it came out uh, when the world was ending, I think. Um, but I think it was yeah. last year, actually. Huh. I don't know. It came out sometime. I watched it. It was pretty good. To be fair, the world's been ending for like two years. So. Yeah, yeah. Also so fair. It's something like that. Yeah, I'd rather watch but One Piece. Time hasn't existed for a while. Uh, but yeah, so the movie is coming out. They announced the cast but I don't know these people, really. Uh, it says that the person playing Meliodas will be the same as it always has been for the uh, subcast. But I don't know any of these people. Because Japanese. Yep. Uh, and then... First, oh, I was about threw up my mouth when I did that. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, Frenchie here. We've got uh, some new developments of a new Mobile Suit Gundam show. It'll be the first installment in this uh, company and you know series since uh, 2015, 2016, when Iron-Blooded Orphans was released. But the new one will be Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. They've also announced a prequel series for it as well that will also be debuting. It's uh, The Witch from Mercury Prologue. So I'm assuming they'll come up with a better name than just Prologue. For it, um, don't really have a lot of information yet on the uh, new uh, female hero. It'll be the first female main character in Gundam ever. That checks out. That yeah. sounds kind of right. I don't know enough about Gundam to make sure that statement's accurate or not. Yeah. I've only seen that, Iron Blooded Orphans. It feels right, though. That feels like something that would be true yeah. about Gundam. Yep, the first female hero in a main Gundam television anime series, as well as her new mobile suit, the Gundam Aerial. That sounds right. kind of tight. Is there a picture of it? Yeah. Is it gonna look like it a basically, mermaid? No, it's not. The it's not spelled like that. It's like aerial combat. Space mermaid. 
It swims through space. It cuts through. It basically just looks like a more feminine version of the classic uh, uh, bla- blue and white Gundam yeah. that everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. They just gave it like a hip curve. Yeah. <laughs> They're also going to rele- be releasing models of it. But uh, Koji Fujiwara, the uh, um, chief Gundam officer of Band- Bandai Namco Entertainment, they're aiming, said, We are aiming to create a work that even young generations will support. We are making bigger developments than ever before. So excited to kind of see where this might go. The anime will premiere in October during the Nietzsche 5 slot on Sundays at 5 p.m. in Japan. Are we considered the young generation? No. Mm-hmm. Because we're like... Our generation is almost middle-aged. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. I'm over half a century a year old. I mean, not... No, no, no you're not! So I'm a quarter of a century. Over a quarter of a century. Oh, there we go. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Me don't know. No, yep. And then, uh, joining us again... Hello! It is in fact your boy, Grey Hollow. Um... I don't have any news. You don't have to have news. I just wanted to make sure you were included in this. All right, cool. I just got so confused. Do I have news for? Yeah, I I didn't come here with I didn't come here with news. Shame. You are your news. I am my news. The news is I'm back, bitches, and I'm I'm probably going to be showing up here semi frequently. It's great, bitch. It's it's Britney, bitch. It's great, bitch. (laughs) So to actually round out our news segment. Hello, it is I, Crimson. Um. My news for you guys today involves uh, Ruby, specifically the new uh, full anime that they are now calling, uh, which is Ruby Ice Queendom. Uh, it will be basically a, from what it looks like, a retelling of at least the first season. Um, they are bringing back the original voice actors and uh, actresses. They are teaming up with Bandai Namco and Studio Shaft for the... Uh, for the project, they've also got uh, Gen Urobuchi on animation, as well as To Ubukata as a scriptwriter. I feel like you butchered. Those. Why do you have yeah. to write a script? Literally, just use the same script from the first one. Why the fuck do you need a new script? You said yourself that like Ruby hasn't been good. Would you not mind some script revert like? I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to be against it, but it just doesn't make... Why are you going to pay thousands of dollars to rewrite a script? For those who don't know, Gennaro Bochi worked on Psycho Pass and Fate Zero, and To Ubicata worked on Ghost in the Shell Rise, Psycho Pass 2, and Psycho Pass 3. Okay, so, so Psycho Pass 2 and 3 are trash. Are they? Compared to the first one, yes. Damn it, I haven't seen... Um, okay, so they're not I was, bad. I was just so in comparison sad. to the first... I've only seen part of the they're second one. They're not bad trash. They're just, you know... <laughs> they're just not as good. No, the, but the first season's so really fucking good. See, that's, that was my issue. Is like I watched the first season, I heard they came out with more, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get to that. And I just never did. Yeah, same. I watched Psychopaths like over a year ago. Yeah. He's and also it, worked on Heroic Age and Mardok Scramble. Never heard of either of those. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, anybody no. Well, hopefully, hopefully that sort of talent hopefully means that m- maybe it'll do so well they just keep doing it. And then, you know, as they keep doing it, they they rewrite all the, uh, the hiccups, I'll say. And reanimate. That, ha- that, happened, that happened in the original series. Who knows? Maybe they'll <laughs> finally be the Jesus and fix the cookies, yeah, like you were saying. Start with the cookies. <laughs> I want those cookies. I want the entire show to be like completely animated in a Japanese style and they get to that cookie scene and, and it's, it's just shit. and it's no it's just cookie. it's just the fucking it's just the same scene from the original series 
like it switches. Yeah, I want. It switches to a per like a perfectly like animated, like beautifully looking Oz pin, and then it ca- and then it pans over to to Generation <laughs> One Unity Ruby just. <laughs> like the rest of that scene is where ninety percent of the budget goes. <laughs> See, I want the exact opposite. I want the rest of the show to be average and mid as fuck. And just that cookie scene. <laughs> the cookie scene is Violet Evergarden level of animation. I know yes. that the cookie scene looks yeah. like it came out of fucking Food Wars. Like crazy different. <laughs> Camera angles swooshing around. Yeah, just like, uh, just, I'll take a cookie and eat it! Like, that level say, of intensity. The trailer, yeah. the trailer that they released does make it look like it's got good... Like, Thank it you. seems like they are revamping it It looked pretty. It looked pretty pretty. Yeah, I would fucking pretty, hope pretty. so. It's been, like, ten years. Yeah, and well, Rooster Teeth is a big production studio now. Well, between both animation and from the script of, what, like, the way it... The way the script is different from how it is, like, from how the show is now, uh, it seems like they're going to kind of hit that, like, restart button. Like, I, I almost wonder if they're going to continue with season nine like they're planning to, or if they're going to wait longer until they figure out how this goes. I'd be totally fine if they waited longer, because hopefully it means they'd fucking get their shit together. <laughs> they'd actually figure out what to do yeah. properly with this next part. All I am saying is, personally, as somebody who has been a fan of Ruby since the very beginning, I swear to God, I'm totally fine with them revamping as much as they possibly can with the series. But I swear to God, if the music is not the exact same, I will That's riot. If I do not hear Red Like Roses Part 2 during their fight with the, with the Nevermore... The I'm I'm that. going to I'm going to riot. <laughs> they, they so yeah, uh, remaster the soundtrack like uh, like the Spyro remaster did. Yeah, and that'd be and that'd be totally fine. It's yeah. just like I the same thing that I say. Uh, yeah, the same thing I say with Ruby is the same thing I say with Sonic. If they put as much effort as they do into the soundtrack into the product, it'd be the greatest thing ever. That's <laughs> off of my soapbox. That's so off true. of my soapbox. Anyways. Yeah, that was my news. <laughs> So, next news we got. Just kidding. We only do one round of news. I got you, fools. I got you so good. You got yourself more than you got anybody else. Gosh, you should. You thought, dude. Bro, they hit that record button. You were like, where am I? (laughs) Here's the news. I have no idea what's going on. Wait, we're going back to the beginning? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going back to the future. Oh, yes, please. Anyways. Anyways. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> there should be a Back to the Future anime. Somebody should Mandalorian? No. Yeah. I, they need to do a Rick and Morty crossover episode. That's all I'm saying. That's that's what they'll do. It's like all the all the live action things that they're doing with anime. They just like, they do it in reverse. They take live action stuff and they make it anime. Yes. I mean, they did that with Star Wars and that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in favor of it. <coughs> okay. I got that out of the way. Hello. My name is Wig Wiggy, and today, the topic I have for you... Well, it's kind of like, it's very vague, like, it just interests, character introduction, just like cool moments where a character pops up. Just kind of that whole little vibe, right? 100%. That's what we're going to be talking about. And to introduce slash enter pop-up thing, what I'm going to start out with, right, is one of the things that I have on my list that i got to choose from that I have of a seven. It's going to be that scene from Black Clover... Where Fenrir's about to get fucking iced by his brother, yes. right? When they're doing the 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 magic knights, uh, 
not training camp thing where they're just who's gonna the be royal a, magical knight yeah who's gonna be the royal magical knight and they go through that whole fucking shit the tournament then, yeah yeah Fenrir brother about to ice him and then fucking Asta Magna and Luck get launched I think it was by Charmy if I remember correctly yeah mm-hmm. get launched by Charmy all he sees is fucking like, like oh shit what is that shooting star coming down the ground and they all just fucking start pointing their swords and weapons at him like you fucking do this we will kill you yeah <laughs> and that got fucking so serious so fast and that is one of my favorite. My favorite is like, my favorite for animation in regards to that scene is Lux just fucking face the up. crazy eyes. It's yeah, like just try something, of, motherfucker. Yeah, like yeah. I will not hesitate. I'm gonna fight all day. I will. Like, this isn't intimidating anymore. Like, the, like that, that scene, I literally got up out of my seat and was like, "Let's fucking go!" That's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes, like in anime. Because yeah, that's one of those ones where it happens and you're like. Ooh, you're like, oh, it's okay. spicy! Yeah, yeah. well, mainly because of the buildup of everything that happened before. It's like Jesus, Finnell's getting his shit pushed in, and his he's brother's trying. already batshit crazy. He's trying yeah. too, though. Like he's trying yeah. to actually get his brother back to normalcy. Yeah, that's well, I mean, as normal as that dude could be. But like, <laughs> a couple, yeah. mm-hmm. couple, a couple of colors short of a full crayon box. Just, that's also like <laughs> you. Holy shit! You know that the Black Bulls care about each other. You know what I'm saying? They're all yeah. like a family. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of just like helps fucking cement the fact that those guys will would literally they ride, ride or die. They yeah, would literally ride or die for each other. Like if you fucking you do this, just so you know, we are not letting you get out of here alive. Yeah, and squad that, means something. To exactly, us. squad yes. means something to them. <laughs> and that that moment was like literally like goosebumps all over. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Hundred percent. One of the best, in my opinion, best. Like, they were technically already in the scene, you know what I'm saying? But like, they entered that fucking scene. Yeah. Like they became the focal point of that. Once soon as it happened. Yeah. Uh, Finral, you know he's gonna be good. We don't care. These three, we were ready to see the kick ass. I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to see. That's what I want to see. I haven't. I actually just um. The last time I watched Black Clover, I stopped at their like at that tournament, um, and they haven't decided who the uh, like the good like yet. the magical knights are yet. But I want to I want to see like especially those three because we already know that Magna and Luck work really well together. I want to mm-hmm. see them like mix around with Asta and like fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah. Right. that could be so cool. I still need to finish the fucking show. I got like ten episodes left. Especially when they're that pissed off, be fucking phenomenal. Exactly, like, exactly. Like, for real, like, Jesus Christ. Like, they just start going ape shit. Asta pulls out his demon form, and you're just like, it's go time, baby. This shit has never gotten hard so fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, instant, nothing else would have been fucking able to do that in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. No, that would have made it rock hard. Probably would have, like, I would have had to go to the hospital because it would have lasted a long time. Niagara? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Play this scene. We <laughs> Erectile hyper fu- hyperfunction, I think it was. Is, is what it's called. Erectile hyperfunction. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a dude. <laughs> Who does an anime por- sp- uh, anime podcast? What were you doing? Sometimes. Anime, anime sports cast. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. me. That's yeah. you. That's <laughs> Hey, it may turn into an anime sports cast one day. Let's just like watch a episode EA of EA Sports. And just go over it's in it. the like, game. Yeah, fucking. You see, yeah, the fucking number 34 does this awesome spike. That's crazy. Oh what, will, what will this side do? Frenchie, you should make an anime about sportscast. No. <laughs> Why not? I bet people would watch that. People would watch it, but, like, you'd really... I feel like you're pretty funny. 
you would have you would have the issue painting i think you would have the issue oh, of absolutely. like you'd have to make the sports really interesting in order to make the sports casting really interesting you'd have to have a show and at that point people would just be more sports more interested in the sports than they would the sports casting aka yeah basically <laughs> but that can be the beauty of it yeah i'm not saying it's, i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying like there's there's something to think about there yeah Zary, what's your first entrance? Uh, mine is kind of two in one, because they ha- both happen in the same episode. Uh, uh, so the first part is Madara Uchiha in Naruto Shippuden. This is a huge spoiler, but you'll forget. I, you'll forget. I already know <laughs> that Madara comes out and he fucking pushes everybody's shit in. Yeah. Yeah, but and you don't know how bad that shit is. It's, 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 it's some... It's some it's, like, <laughs> I can't you know, you know that you know that scene without is seeing something Naruto in my fucking watch section. I saw a meme once. It's just like you know that uh, you know that meme where it's just like about to go get a final update later, and it's just like I got my ass kicked. I'm not posting that shit. Yeah. It was that. It was Madara just being like about to get a final post a video later, and the next one's just like these motherfuckers folded. Here's the full video because yeah. he just clapped them all. <laughs> uh, but just like the best thing about his entrance. Is as soon as he is on the field, everybody's aware of it, and everybody is like, "Oh, oh no, God. no way!" <laughs> Even the nine-tailed fox from inside of Naruto is like, "Oh my God, it's Madara Uchiha!" Well, yeah, dude, he got freaking like <laughs> violated by Madara in his fight with the uh, Hashi <laughs> with Hashirama. Madara is so powerful; he had to get. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow, which is fucking crazy to me. It's but so that, stupid. I fucking hate it. The, why I think that shit's so I still think they could have beat him. I think they could have beat him at some point. It's so I fucking so good because the entire show, you've been building up this character over hundreds of episodes. Oh, yeah. And then you finally get to see him pop up and then immediately start taking on the Shinobi Alliance and just fucking murking people. Yep. The awesome, Beats the crap out of the five awesome Kage. Where yep. his fucking eyes are just tracing and seeing all these fucking movements and just fucking kicking grabbing everybody's ass. Grabbing weapons and using it against Dude. them. Grabbing the, grabbing the kunai with the bomb on it, planting it at someone else, kicking them away, <laughs> throwing the kunai to kill the someone else. The that's still crazy to me is that Madara's doing all this and Hashirama's still stronger. <laughs> that's still the craziest part to me is that Hashirama yeah. kicked Madara's ass every single time and then when he's fighting the Kage is it he's just like so uh, it's totally up to you I will, I'll let you guys have the choice let's just make it a fun little game uh, <laughs> do you guys want my shadow clones to use Susanoo or is that too busted is that too unfair you, you don't mind because I don't mind either way. Like it's he's y'all, y'all good. Yeah. Oh, throws oh. <laughs> <laughs> a meteor at them. They handle it. Oh, cool. Here's what another one. The second one. Here's yeah. another bigger one. Literally, <laughs> Lord of the Rings with the hobbits. Oh, you, we know about meteor, but what about second meteor? Yeah. Which uh, second meteor was actually the second was the part two entrance. <laughs> that, that's my favorite. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that is also an amazing entrance. What about the second, second one? Boom! Dude, I follow his voice actor on... TikTok? Tick- He's so fucking good. He is. Yeah. So good. One time he just did a video of like, here's all the evil laughs I can do. And the first <laughs> one is awesome. Madara. And it's yeah. so good. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Madara's so fucking cool, dude. 
Yeah. What, what was I going to say? Was there that... was a moderate pop figure when we were in Chicago over the weekend, and it was like $30, and I still almost bought it. Sure. I, I still think you should have. I probably would have. Yeah, but I, I would have if it wasn't a pop figure. Bro, I dropped 70 on one. You should have been able to... Oh, a pop figure? Magic cards. Shut up. To be fair... <laughs> Wick, where's your PC? Where's your PC, Wick? Hey, hey, shut the fuck up. Where's your PC, Wick? I got part of it right there. The casing doesn't count. The pop figure I bought was Sue Metal from Baby Metal, who is the lead singer of the band, and those pop figures alone are impossible to find. Well, I can only well, imagine. So that's awesome. yeah, the third time true. you found them. That's the second time. So it's not The true. first time was at Jay's, yeah, they were selling the full set. Right, so they're yeah. impossible now. <laughs> they were selling the full set at Jay's, but they were even that. higher prices. <laughs> <laughs> rare, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's not even yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing, yeah. though. Like... I have a limit on how much money I will spend. If I have to spend more than like twenty five dollars, I'm probably not buying it. To be fair, I did tell myself when I walked into that store, I was like, "Okay, I'm, I know which poppers I'm looking for. If any of the baby metal ones are there, I'm dropping the rest of them. I'm getting that one. I ended up getting like two extra. Just start. You guys are the only fans like I do. Mm-hmm. And then, but you still can't afford cash. to build your PC. Huh? <laughs> 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 I'm just choosing to spend money in other places like Magic Cards. <laughs> Imagine how much nicer your OnlyFans could be with a nice PC. Do that too, and I can also go to school online. Bro, fucking Frenchie, Frenchie coming out with heat today. Well, Jesus Christ. My wife is more tolerable of me spending money on pop figures than she would be on Magic Cards. You can't use pop figures, Cole. You can use That's Magic true. Cards to play with your friends. Why That's would true. she be more tolerable with you buying an inanimate object that yeah. doesn't move when you could use these to fucking kill your friends in a game? Magic And have is social experiences. Fun. Okay, so Pops I'm going to go with my next thing. Yeah, go with your news. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, we already did it. that. We already covered that. We only do one round. Crimson, Jesus Christ! All right, well, joke. And today's you news. Do your, your news. Hello, go ahead. Do your news. Fine. <laughs> Jeez. I'm so. still just here. <laughs> oh my gosh, is your is your name based off of bleach? It is not. I know. <laughs> I've had so many people because I'm like a like a fairy tale fan and like I enjoy Bleach. People are just like, oh, so you got it from like Grey Fool Buster from Fairy Tale and like the Hollows from Bleach. I'm like, no, no, sorry, sorry. you're an idiot. No, that's not that's idiot. not where it's from, actually. <laughs> I can see why you would think that, and that's pretty clever, but that's not where it's from. God, guys, what does everything have to be a mashup? Yeah, not everything's about anime. Anyway, here's this anime podcast. <laughs> so my first entrance is one of the greatest moments. <laughs> Non-fight related in NF or in fucking NFL history. Yeah, yeah. In anime history. I thought he was gonna say NFT first. <laughs> it Greatest is entrance of all time: Will Smith entering the main stage of Hollywood. <laughs> it is arguably the best bro moment in anime history, and that is Armstrong and Sig Curtis. Bro- yes! yes, the muscle-bound men. For <laughs> Full Malakas Brotherhood Doesn't even need a lot of explanation <laughs> He's so proud of his own joke <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Frenchie, I do 100% agree with you That moment with her, I can't believe you'd bring that moment into this anime podcast I think it's kind of a slap in the face On this Oh my show. god uh, I don't I think your joke Chris rocked <laughs> Okay. Will Smith, you please stop. <laughs> keep the topical, keep the topical conversations out your fucking mouth. 
Anyways. I saw a uh, edit that someone made that just said, Keep fucking my wife's mouth. <laughs> and then just put the guy in that she cheated on Will with, and he just goes, I will. That's... That is fucking legendary. Quite the uh, quite the entanglement of topics we got going on. Anyways, that is that is a, that is a great. <laughs> it is one of my favorite moments in anime history. I fucking love. I died the first time, and then on the second time I watched through Full Metal a couple of years ago, I literally recorded it and just sent it to everyone. Like this is the best scene ever. Like yes, I, there are no arguments. It's one. It's one of the greatest. Like. I don't think it anybody would deny that. The best! The best! The, the best! The best! The fact that one of them is voiced by Chris Sabat also makes it better, too. Who's that? So, um, but I, I love Armstrong to begin with, He's too, and Sid Curtis is one of the best husbands or wives in anime ever. Yeah. Bro, Sig and Izumi Curtis just reminds me that I will never find a loving relationship that True. pure ever in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like... They are couple goals. You can't even call them that. I was going to roast the shit out of you, and I'm just like, you could have just left it a loving relationship, and you'd still be right. Damn. <laughs> no maidens. No maidens. No maidens. No maidens. No maidens. That's right, guys. Anybody who's listening to this that like watches me on Twitch, that's correct. Even in even in a real life anime podcast scenario, I still get no bitches. <laughs> hey, I got you. His heart is hollow. We'll go to Las it Vegas. is hollow. I already don't like this play. <laughs> this already sounds well, like a terrible. Before you make your entrance to Las Vegas, what's your entrance into anime? Ah, that's a good Give us one. Your fucking answer. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to do a couple of these, like go around oh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. So Unless we stop right here and then just end the episode. Yeah, fuck all you guys. No, See you next talk week. About plastic memories first. We actually oh my stopped, God, don't we actually stopped recording about five minutes ago. <laughs> we're just talking to ourselves at this point. Yeah, we're just chatting. Um, but since we were talking about Ruby, I figured, yeah, yeah, roll your eyes. I don't care. Crimson. Sorry, this is an anime podcast, not a trash it's podcast. It's an anime podcast. Yeah. Shut your mouth. I know Crimson's going to agree with it's me. It's going to be the cookies entering her mouth. Robotically. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was? No, but that was amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I was thinking personally of um, one that happened very recently, the Hounds introduction, which I think was easily the best part of Volume 8 by far, because they somehow, like, Ruby has only done one other thing, one other, like, scene where there's been, like, almost a horror element involved, and that was with the apathy, you know, and that part was, like, the greatest part of Volume 6, and so the, uh... The introduction of the Hound, where he just starts fucking just thwomping on Oscar, <laughs> just absolutely wrecking his shit. I was like, oh my god, they are gonna. Can he I is gonna kill this poor boy. Can I challenge you the one equally, if not maybe slightly better? On your it's, turn. It's still his turn. What do you do? Well, it's, it is still on his turn. Well, you well on your turn, turn you okay. can. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you trying to steal his thunder? Yeah. But I thought, I thought that one. His favorites. That was that was probably the only time where I ever because the Grim in Ruby have always just kind of been like they're not really that big of a deal like they've always been easily dealt with but the Hound was the first time where I like I saw a Grim and I'm like 
That one's scary. <laughs> that and the one. Reveal of what it actually is. Yeah, and the and so like especially the- especially the part where he freaking is just like like Yang just randomly is just like give him back and he just looks over just no and you're like ah. <laughs> as soon as I heard that I looked at my wife with the widest eyes I've ever had like. <laughs> shit's, ah! shit's, shit's gotten real What the fuck Yeah but I thought that was an amazing entrance Despite all of my problems With Ruby Also despite the fact that I still watch it religiously Hey Crimson why don't you give us your answer <laughs> Why don't you give us your entrance Yeah now you can challenge Yeah, uh, Do challenge So I, will, I, never ha- I didn't even have it on the list <laughs> But now it's going to be on the list um, End of volume 7 Salem riding in with her entire legion. Oh, that just made me horny, dude. <laughs> it's horny. Like, straight up. Like, just that entire shot. But and she's just standing her, on the whale. I'm yeah. like, I am so erect right now. <laughs> because they were talking about how Atlas is, like, you know, completely safe and shit like that. And then yeah, she's just like, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you sure about that? She fucking walked, like, standing on fucking Monstro with these flying monkey and... All these other fucking Grimm. Wizard of Oz? I mean... Well, I mean, that's what she's based off of. Yeah, that's what oh, the that whole show sense. is also... Yeah, it's all, it's also a big fairy tale, like, allegory. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that in Volume 7, I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you jump into Volume 8, and shit gets fucked. And yeah, it just... It, it, boy, oh boy, does that become something. Yeah! <laughs> what did it become? <laughs> A shit um, show. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get confused with what French you would probably say. A, a shit, shit show. show. Which Ruby is. No, it ain't. Anyway, <laughs> what's, your, yeah. uh, what's your next one there? Wiki? Like okay. Your head. Okay, so my next one, out of the one, two, three, four, five I have left, is going, have you guys all seen uh, Hunter Hunter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Have you? I, you have it. no, I have not. Well, but if you're, t- I think. How far are you? You're going to hate me for this because I know Wiki hates me for this. I stopped in the middle of the Chimera Ant arc. That's the best arc. I know, okay? I know. I got distracted by other shit. I'm sorry, okay? So you I should be. You ever I seen under- put on too much Carmex and I don't know what to do the rest of the... <laughs> I will say this, <laughs> Um, I'm not... Mad I'm just disappointed. Thanks, well, Dad. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> I had that same real. situation yeah. where I was in the middle of a of a Chimera arc, uh, ant arc, and then I had a bunch of other stuff coming up, and then eventually I was able to finish it. So I understand where you're coming from, but fucking jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm assuming it's the scene that I think I like. I Is know. I, I think I know. You think it's the scene? I think it's, so. There's one of two scenes that I'm thinking of, and one of them might be on my list. Okay, I'm well, it's a Nebro and Zeno entrance on the dragon. Yep. I yes. can take it off my list now. Yep. That's they, what I, I was either that one or the one with God. When they are fucking coming down from the sky, so Nebro can come <laughs> take on the fucking king, and they're just raining down arrows, and they're just fucking like, these two badass old geezers are just. Riding this fucking Nendragon down, just like ready to go fuck shit up. Yeah. That's what yeah. it looks like. And then you see Nefro Peak dude like just come up and get ready to fucking thing, and then Nefro just like smack. <laughs> they, like, they, oh, they, literally spent, they literally spent an entire like 10 minutes or so building up the story for when he just absolutely claps her cheek with a single punch. Yeah. yeah like literally, I was just so like, so fucking. So we, we've seen like very small demonstrations of power, like in that room. 
just fucking up ants, but we didn't know like how we would how powerful we'd be against someone that they're having so much trouble with and they're not even mm-hmm. the king and he just comes up and Twat <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, damn, right. I this is setting a tone and I like it. Well especially when like uh Nefro's going up to like and she's like, I got this and then he looks down at her and it's like Oh, is that so? And you just see, like, she immediately is like... She recognizes, I'm in danger! Game recognized game, and she's like... Her whole job just became useless. (laughs) I'm about about to be the one that needs needs healing. I was kind of let down when uh, uh, Zeno... Is it Zeno? Zeno? I think that's his name. I don't fucking remember. I already forgot. When he left, I was kind of hoping to see him Grand fight Zoldic. too. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see him fight too, like with with him. Uh, that didn't happen. Also, like that whole moment was fucking awesome. But then when Nero just laid in and he just walks away nonchalantly with the king, I was like, man, I wanted to see this right then and there. I thought it was gonna be on uh, site, and it wasn't. I disagree. I also disagree. Hit like the way that Meruem handled that whole situation. Just was it was a show of force. On his end, yeah. he is the king. To like, he doesn't care that they're strong. They're still human. They're nothing to him. He's the king. Yeah, there was there was some giant dick energy that was going on with yeah. that scene with both yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was literally a dick measuring. Honestly, contest. you should have been in there to see who had the bigger cock. Should have. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's the one. fucking. Just keeps going. <laughs> it, it's the dragon they rode in on. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> they had to, they had to like nan over it to look like a dragon, so that nobody realizes they were just riding on the size of his fucking giant cock. And it was all done with practical effects. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's blushing! Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, he says I, red is his hair. That was just one of my one of the. I try not to choose too many. But there's like a like there's another main entrance scene in that show I'm not going to talk about now, which is fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, I also really like this one a lot. So fair enough. Fair. Uh, then to the left of me again hasn't changed. We haven't done the the fire drill. We, we are yet. playing. Yeah. We actually switched all our seats around. Like we don't know where we are at this point either. Honestly, I'm at home. You you honestly don't even know if we're lying either yeah, because you can't see us. So that's true. Jokes on you guys. We actually all switch seats. We just remember the original order. That's too much for me. <laughs> I know. Five, five whole people to remember, remember, including yourself? God forbid. I'm not that smart of a man. Anyways. What's up, guys? It's Zerio Machini. You might remember me, but probably not. Uh, so my next one is uh, Every Entrance Ever Made by Einzul Gone from Overlord. <laughs> but uh, if I have to focus on one... Uh, it's when he is getting ready to fight Shaltir before the fight, and he pops up where uh, her like possessed body is just hanging out, and he's like he pops up and he just starts spamming magical power ups f- from like video games. He goes, "All right, I need HP up. I need uh, magic resistance three times. I need all of my." physical resistance is up, I need holy resistance, I need demon resistance. It's just spamming all of this stuff, like getting ready for a raid battle or something. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, one for all where he's powering up his big fucking fist and he's just saying all these powers times this much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, that was actually one of the scenes that got me 
that like introduced me into Overlord. I saw that as a clip on Facebook, and you were sold. I I was instantly. This is, clearly, this is amazing. Yeah, this is clearly this is the best. This is the best. Great. The best this is the a best. work of art. I do need yeah. to get back into that show like tomorrow. It's called Hentai. Uh, and it's yeah, art. you should. Especially I still need to watch it. They... Oh, you've never seen it? Never I've seen it? like the first I'm like. I'm so excited for the new I've seen the first like three episodes. I'm the only other person that's actually watched all of it. It's... Really? I haven't even. I've never even started it. We got to meet fucking Einzel Gohn's voice actor, Christopher Guerrero. Which has some of the best artwork. It's hanging yeah. in my office at home. Yeah. yeah. He also oh, voices Doctor Jiro in Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Oh. That's still the funniest thing. Remind me to show you. I, well, I'll just have go you, get it now. It took me five seconds. Have you uh, watched DBZA? Of course, I have. Uh, you've seen through like the androids and. Yeah. I should have asked him if he ever figured out what the fuck's a Namek. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked back and he did the voice and said, yeah. "No, but when we catch Son Goku, we're for sure to ask him." First, what? One of the best. Second, the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, what the, the fuck, fuck is a Namek? Oh, what is this? Oh, uh, but anyways, yeah. Yo, what? Yeah, I fucking love I'm Zulkan. Yeah, if if you haven't seen Zach is a cool. He- that's just a lie. <laughs> no, it's not. Zach is great. It's Zach. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, every time that Einzel Gone graces the screen, he is fantastic in every way. But that entrance specifically is just so extra. <laughs> we you don't allow it. Yeah. You can only get that artwork from Christopher Guerrero at a con. Yep. I have that same one. It's so good. Albedo? Mm-hmm. I think it's cream. That's his waifu. Mommy. Motherfucking yeah. hips! Yep. Anyways. Is she not in this for upcoming stuff? Absolutely. Oh, she's gotta be, yeah. She's literally a succubus. Yeah, S tier, for sure. She can literally. S- she can suck yeah. She's yeah. a virgin succubus, too. Uh, yeah, not okay. Anymore. Yeah, but when what? you first introduce her. <laughs> what the? Okay. I'm, clear, I'm clearly not caught up anywhere near this, so I'm just gonna fucking. Yeah. Ignore, ignore this. Look at, the, I am, which is, look at all the pretty pictures. <laughs> look at all the pretty pictures. Oh, they're so but pretty. Anyway, good so, ahead, so, I took this to a lot of funny ones, honestly. Like, obviously, the bromance moment. Mm-hmm. Um, my next entrance is the first appearance of Dazai. Yes! <laughs> After he tries to fucking kill himself. Oh my god. Oh, Dazai is one of the best characters ever. Yeah. As uh, Pokemon would say, Daddy Dazai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is this? Have you ever seen Bungo Street Dogs? I have not. Oh my First god. First of all, watch it. Voice of all. <laughs> Voice of all. Look, straight up, Dazai, his entire character motivation is trying to kill himself. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Merlin. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Big old mommy milkers. <laughs> She's also the voice of Annie in AOT. Oh, there you go. Some crazy Check shit out. happens with her in the final season. Yeah! <laughs> it oh, do! Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Annie or Merlin? Merlin. Oh, okay. I was about yeah, to say some, it some, do. some shit's happening with say, Annie, I'm too. I'm almost completely caught up on AOT. I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah Dazai's first appearance, it really sets the tone of who he is as a character. But yeah. also, like, Jesus Christ. Yes. His entire character motivation is he just wants to die. Just wants to die. Shit, I feel that. <laughs> it's just a millennial problem. Yeah. Dazai is both a joke character and also, like, terrifying. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. His power's fucking dope. Yeah. He's like, I want you to kill me, but I'm gonna make you work for it. Yeah. His Unless I do it myself. Yeah. His power is almost identical to um, Aizawa, but there's no negative consequences for him. He just yeah. doesn't touch you, yep. and he can negate your power. Yeah. Like fuck. He doesn't even have to hold contact. He just, as soon as he touches you, that's it. Yeah, I imagine Dazai to be like six in magic, where it's like either I'm killing myself or you're gonna kill me, but you're gonna try hard. Accurate. Very yeah. accurate, actually. Like I said, <laughs> I think Dazai's entrance is a pretty great one. We just see him floating down the river. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that that show's really good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it like it's one of those where it's just like it's really good, but it doesn't seem to get brought up that often. Or at least I at least I don't hear it get brought up yeah, that so often. So we got we got to interview Bryce Beacock, who is the voice of the first main villain. Okay, and his character is incredible. Yes, Octagawa is so amazing, mm-hmm. okay. and I I highly recommend that show. An amazing thing about it is the power system. Yes. All of the all of the characters are named after like authors and then their abilities are named after a piece of their literature. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a Cthulhu simp. simp. <laughs> what the I fuck? Am. That was what so, the yeah. yo. Our that, brains that they're single. They're single brain cells. You can see them like bounce yes. off of each other right as that happens. Yeah, but the problem is Wickard had to borrow some of my brain cells. Let me your brain cells. There are five Spirit brain cell. There are five brain cells in this entire room, and Frenchie has three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my my favorite character in that show is Lovecraft. And his ability is he straight up becomes the old one. That's and fucked. But shit gets crazy. But that's not even actually his power. That's, that's just him. He is. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he's right. not having actual powers. Yeah, because he's, he's just to cancel his power. Oh, he's yeah. just Cthulhu. He's just yeah. Cthulhu. <laughs> he just yeah. transforms and. Old one. That's yeah. awesome. I remember that now. I fucking love that. That's hilarious. Dude, you'd love that show. It's so good. It's I, so I really, I like, the more you, I mean, I've wanted to watch it, but the more you guys are hyping it up, Do the more it. I'm just like, I need to, I need to put that, In the like, words of the, the great list. Emperor Palpatine. Do it. Do it. Oh, Moby Dick Press is also the button one of my favorite powers. Yes. 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 So, really uh, there's so many good powers. Yes. Watch that show. So, one of the second main villain, or third, technically, because the leader of the Guild is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more money he spends, the stronger he becomes. His power is basically Great Gatsby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Shit's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah he's That's like a lot of shit. But Dazai's entrance, I think, is a really good tone setter because it happens so early in the show. Yeah. And really sets a tone for the show. That's yeah, beautiful. For sure. yeah. I love yeah. that. Gray, what is your next one? Um, so, if we're going to shows that a lot of people seem to think are shit, but I really enjoy, uh, <laughs> my next one is from Fairy Tale. Surprise, surprise, I like this show. Um, but I am going to go with a scene, an entrance that I think a lot of pe- even people who don't really like it, think is fucking awesome. The first time that Future Rogue shows up and just mercs the shit out of Lucy. I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, so in the, um... Which seat? What? So, they have... Is there's the there's a Tevin universe arc? No. Okay. No. I didn't see anything no. after okay. that because I stopped getting So, so small, small recap. Oh! There is a... 
Yes! Yeah! The dragon arc? Yes! Yes, the dragon arc. So basically, like... And kicks the sh- murders the fuck out of future losers? Yeah, and, and that's when you're just like, oh shit, Fairytale just got kind of real, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the last really good arc that I watched. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is yeah, you're just like... It's after yeah. that, I'm guessing. It's after yeah. Edelis, yes. So, ba- so basically, like, um, um, the main characters of the Fairytale Guild, they get trapped on an island for like seven years, they come back, and Fairytale is just gone to shit. I've seen that part. And um, in order to try to get Fairytale back to like its good graces that it used to have, they have these, like, there's now a magical tournament between yeah, the all the guilds. the Grand Magic Games. The Grand Magic Games, yes. Um, and so they go to the Grand Magic Games, and, you know, it's a tournament arc. Like, it's it's good, it's good fun, but in the back, there is a side plot where, um, involving time travel, where basically on this, on this day, in the, like, in the future, dragons pop up out of nowhere and fucking just kill everybody. Yep. Like, everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, like, not a single fucking person survives, except Lucy. And Lucy uses this big machine that they have at like where this where this grand tournament is being held to go back in time to try and like stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have a you have a future you know, future Lucy, and she's like she just got back from watching literally every single one of her friends just yeah, get see. brutally murdered. And um, what happens is that like the perpetrator of the dragons popping like popping out and killing everybody is uh, a character in the tournament called Rogue. And the future Rogue comes back and the first thing he does when he is on screen is that he cause he's a he's the shadow dragon slayer, so he shoots like a shadow um like a shadow bullet basically to try you and love him cool. Yeah, he's so he's so edgy and cool. I love him. <laughs> um to try and like shoot a shadow bullet uh, to kill the Lucy from the present. And then the Lucy from the future jumps in and just takes the bullet and straight up just dies. Yeah. It's one of the few times <clears throat> that... I think I've seen this scene on TikTok now that I think about it. I'm sorry. It just all, all of a sudden dawned on me. Continue. <laughs> it's one of the few times that, like, there's actual consequences in fairy tale. Yeah. Because... That's a show that it really has, like, the Dragon Ball feel that, like, it doesn't understand death. Yeah. And then when you actually see future Lucy, like, obviously it's not, quote, our Lucy. Yeah. But to see Natsu's reaction to watching Lucy die and then him come and beat the absolute And fuck. see, that's that's the thing that got me. I'm huge, like, I'm a very, I, I like shipping a lot. It's it's a terrible habit. You like Nalu? I love me some Nalu. Like I've oh my god, so much Nalu content has passed has passed through me. And so seeing that scene where future Lucy like dies in his arms and he just fucking like looks over at f- like future rogue and just has these tears streaming from his face rogue but just, this look of pure unadulterated murder. I'm like Oh, you fucked up, bud. This is gonna be amazing. At this point, he and it was. He what would you have done if he'd actually killed the like Nazis, Lucy? Oh my, game over, dude. Yeah. I mean that 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 like you think that happens at some point later on in the series, and fucking like Natsu damn near kills like everyone. Yeah, basically. Everyone and everyone. like shit goes whack. Do you have any more fairy tale on your list? I do not. Okay, I totally thought when you said fairy tale, you were gonna do the time skip one where 
uh, uh, Natu comes back from the time skip and enters the tournament or whatever, and then just starts melting everything. Oh, so like the like the the later time, like the time skip after the time skip. That's what I thought you were gonna. That's do. a very good one too, but I didn't have. have at first, I yeah. thought you were gonna do with all the characters walking back into fairy tale. That that's also a good one. Like, there's a lot of like very good and like Gildarts' first entrance. Like the fr- like the entire city moves to get the fuck out of his way because he'll just crash through everything because he doesn't care. <laughs> the uh, first time you see um, God, what the fuck? Gr- Oh god, what the fuck is his name? The Iron Dragon. Gajio. Gajio. First time you see him in Fairy Tale, <laughs> and Natsu's just like, What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. Fairy Tale has some really good moments. That's not one that I will completely trash on because it is overall pretty solid. Yeah. It just has I just like there's so much like I've gotten so used to having to be we like We had this conversation last month too. It's just too long. Yeah. Too long and like I've had so many people are just like, yo, fairy tales trash and like I can't deny that it has its problems, but it's just I've gotten so used to having to like defend it for my own sake that I just always I always preface this by saying, Hey, I know fairy tales got Bro, my issues. favorite sword art online, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the only reason I stopped watching Fairy Tale was because of the whole thing with the alternate, like the alternate universe. Bro, I don't know how you stopped during Edelus. Edelus is actually really good. Edelus is I very was, good. I was in on Edelus. You didn't finish it. That's why. No, I finished Edelus. The only I got up to the point what or the last episode I watched, if I remember correctly, was the episode where. Uh, Natsu's like childhood love interest, Lisana. Yeah, she came back to the. You got to world. that point. You got to the point where Lisana goes back to her family, and you're just like, "I'm bored." Click. <laughs> I, I <don't laughs> what are get you it. talking it's about? So good. I don't remember if it was that episode or the episode after, but I, I, I don't remember. Oh, bro, that's such a beautiful moment, though. Chris, what is your next? Yes, what is your next? So episode? mine's a. It's a one-two punch kind of thing. So it's same character, different moments, if that makes sense. Okay. But are equally impactful to me. Uh, both of them involve Levi from Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, his first entrance where one of the guys is about to get eaten by Titan and Levi just straight up pops up and just starts murdering shit was incredible. Like Titans, Titans just start dropping yeah. like yeah. flies. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one being him versus the Beast Titan when, like, you know, Beast Titan thinks he's dead and he's good, and all of a sudden he comes out with a raging fury boner of, like, your shit. And Louis starts going around the guy's I love, I love the... He a fidget spinner. I love the part where he's, where where the Beast Titan's just, like, just fucking basically playing fetch with himself, just having a grand old time, just like, man, this shit's easy. Like, this isn't too bad. And then he looks over and just sees this, like, line of titans that's just very suspiciously leading to him. And he's like, smoke clears and Levi. And he's there. just like, where are my why, why are yeah. they all dead? Where's my hand? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the you moment when he shit. walks in and beats the shit out of Aaron in the courtroom. Uh, that was what? also a good one. Anytime that Aaron's getting the shit kicked out of him, that's a good him. one. But it but it awa- it awakened a, a weird thing in a lot of uh, AOT fans, and I've seen way too much fan fiction. <laughs> that's fair. I've seen way too much yeah. fan arts to be uh, to like just yeah angry. to justify that scene. <laughs> just, like, even the first scene that we meet Levi, where ah uh, 
he's saving like you know these people from getting eaten, and he's just dropping titans just one after another after another, and you're just like, yeah, here we've I gone, we've gone, man. we've gone through the whole series just like watching how just like taking out a single titan is a fucking chore sometimes, yeah. and like, he does it with such like proficiency. Finesse. He does it with so much finesse. Like it's like I I love how they get back and um, like uh, Reiner tells uh, tells the Beast Titan just like hey when you get to the island watch out for this guy named Levi yeah and he's just like the fuck you t- it's a dude it's, it's a dude bro. I'm a Titan yeah, what the yeah, fuck dude. are you talking yeah. about and Reiner's just like he's listen to me <laughs> listen to me. Watch out for him. Like and it does, she said, and the guy's it, a Beyblade. Yeah, and it doesn't hit him until he starts fighting Levi, and he's like, oh, I see. Oh, no. Hell, even the scene where, even his entrance uh, against the female Titan, where he literally just buzzes right up her arm, and then just starts just, like, going right across it. Yep. Yeah, I think... Literally any Levi entrance is just awesome. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Any time Levi entrance with his fucking cleaning clothes where he just opens <laughs> <the> <laughs> <way> <laughs> Like I think Levi's Titan kill count when he's introduced in the show and they're giving everybody's kill counts is in the fifties or something. I'm gonna look this up now. But yeah, that is my entrance. They, Wiki, they, go ahead. Yeah. Hello, it is me once again pulling up my list to give you one of my four entries that I have left. And it also has to do with Attack on Titan. It is when the Colossal Titan shows up for the very first time, that entrance. <laughs> yeah, episode one. That basically helps set the stage for the entire show. Because that's what helps get the Titans inside to where you see Aaron's mom gets eaten for the first time. Mm-hmm. All that shit sets everything in. Like, they're just like, holy shit, this is the first time they've seen something this huge show up, and they're fucking terrified. Terrified. And just the fact that it happens Like that. Like, there's nothing they could do about it, either. Yeah. This is, like, the first, like, sheer, like, Titans are scary. Mm -hmm. They're all scared of Titans, but this was, like... They're really scared of this Titan. This is, like, well, I feel like they're like, oh, shit, there's literally nothing we can do. This is, like, literally... The epitome of fear. Like, yeah, this is unprecedented. Like, we're fucked. Levi's Titan kill count was, uh, is rumored with 200 kills. At least 40 were on screen with countless assists. Damn. <laughs> but I'm just talking about when he's introduced. Oh, shit, I just thought of an entrance. Because we, yeah, when we he was see him it was kill 58 plus. Okay, yeah, 50, sweet. Which is still no, insane, incredible, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Colossal Titans' first appearance. Yeah, that shit. Shit, they set the tone for the entire show. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like, oh, what a nice day. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> On that day, humanity remembered. What's up, motherfucker? We're fucked. <laughs> we are shit. Hello. <laughs> um. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys doing in there? Huh. Have you seen the... It's like see all my friends? Kick. <laughs> I just imagine there's a... So there's a VR YouTube thing where they're... Uh, these people are like in the world of Attack on Titan. And they're like, don't worry, we are safe within these walls. Nothing can hurt us. Oh, yeah, and then the armored Titan pops up. 
we having a barbecue? <laughs> like, Hello, everybody starts members. laughing and everything. And then the Colossi to the far back, he's like, does somebody say barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think of whenever I hear that scene. I love it. That's beautiful. I'll see if I can't look it up to show you afterwards. Mr. Wiki, yeah. you got another one? That was my entry. Oh, my bad. Well, do you have another one? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a, I got a text from work, <laughs> and I was reading it because well, it involved me. It's the only reason I was reading it. Um. Anyways, I apologize. Yeah. So my next one. Uh, this is Zario again. In case you forgot. Uh. <laughs> so my next one. Uh, has anybody here seen season two of One Punch Man? Yes. Yes. No. Obviously. Yes. Awesome. So when uh, when Suryu in the uh, the martial arts tournament, when he's getting his shit wrecked by the martial artist who became a demon, yeah, and the entire city is being just uh, like ransacked by monsters, uh, so Suryu who is talking shit about heroes this entire time is now like begging for a hero despite the fact that we see him beating up heroes earlier yeah uh and boom saitama <laughs> shows up to save him the only hero to pop up for him and saitama has a lot of amazing entrances uh he's another one of those characters where almost every time he pops up on screen it's amazing yeah uh but that one is it's like his most beautiful like true hero moment it's less comedic than a lot of the other ones. Of course, he kills the guy in one punch. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I love it because he, like, walks off from, like, the tournament area. Mm-hmm. And the dude's just like, what are you doing? You're going to get fucking murdered. Like, this guy is impossible to beat. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get yourself killed, man. And then the dude's head just <laughs> <laughs> lands right there. And he's just like, Ooh, what? what? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then okay. it concludes finishes off with a hilarious moment where Suryu is like, uh, will you will you take me on as an apprentice? And he just goes, no. <laughs> I've already got too many apprentices. i got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, and I do have a second one with Saitama uh, from the very first episode. And that's when the massive giant guy, I think his name is Muscle Man or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, people call me. Yeah, when he's rampaging through town and he's just mumbling to himself, strongest man, strongest man. And then all of a sudden you just hear, how's it feel to be the strongest? You just look over and Saitama's just on his shoulder. This guy's, you know, mountains tall. Like, there's <laughs> just this dude. Yes, this, what's up? Yeah, and he's just got this little dumb fucking tiny triangle smile, just, eh. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, how's it going? <laughs> also, the part where he, like, accidentally squishes his brother. Yeah, yeah. No! Guy on your shoulder. <laughs> brother, no! <laughs> Mr. Squishy! <laughs> So my next one is also from Attack on Titan. Very good. But uh, first, I would like to wish a happy birthday to this character. It is Aaron Yeager's birthday. birthday. Yep. The introduction of Aaron's Titan. I was 
Fucking damn it, I was gonna say that. Aaron's Titan. But I'm glad that you said it, because now I have another one I can say. The first introduction to Aaron's Titan. Before we even Literally, like I said, the introduction to Aaron's Titan. Bro, bro, that shit's that shit was so fucking memorable. I'd like where fucking Mikasa had just given up and was ready to be eaten by. All of a sudden, this other big ass Titan just comes out nowhere, just knocks the shit. This is kind of a cool looking Titan. I loved, I loved the introduction of it because the way that Attack on Titan seems to do a lot of its like introductions and its entrances is very subtle. It's not super. It, it becomes in your face very quickly, but it doesn't start out that way. For example, like, when Reiner and Bertold like, pull Aaron aside and just like, oh yeah, by the way, we're the uh, armored and colossal titans. <laughs> yeah, it was so... It was like a side, it was a side conversation of what was happening, and Aaron's like, the what? <laughs> it's one of those, that's one of those things where you miss it if you aren't paying close enough attention. Exactly. Because there's also the other conversation going on side, and you're like, oh, they're just gonna have a talk, what's going on over here? And you hear, you're like, Wait, hold on, back of what? Wait, well, what did he say? No. But, like, I will that, say, that's... season one, I called that Reiner was the fucking Colossal Titan. As Me soon too. as we found out that humans could be Titans, I'm like, Reiner's the Colossal Titan, look yeah. at the motherfucker! You mean Bertolt? Bertolt's no, Armored Titan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but, like, I think that precedent was started, because I remember... I've said it. I've said it before, like, last time I was here. I'm a very oblivious anime watcher, so I didn't, I didn't guess that, like, there were other Titans... Um, like, when Aaron's Titan first showed up, I remember thinking, like, I didn't know what was going on. I thought, like, Aaron's rage was so, like, it, like, potent in his killing of Titans that the Titan that he, that, the Titan that ate him, like, basically got possessed by him, in a sense, because he was so angry, and, like, that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. So, very oblivious anime watcher. So, I had no idea what was coming. And so, I love it because the way that the camera framing is is that it's focusing on mikasa because it's like it's supposed to be about her she's it's, given it's her up. final moment yeah, it's her final yeah. moment Aaron is dead the love of her life is gone she doesn't fucking care about nothing and you see this big tight like this fat titan roll around start walking up to her and she's just like i don't even fucking care yeah. i don't even care anymore and then and then like in the middle of her like deciding like you know what no i'm gonna go on a fight another titan like comes around mm-hmm. the corner and you don't see its face, you don't see nothing. Like, you see, like, maybe the bottom of its abs, basically. Like, you don't see nothing about this Titan. And this is just like, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going down without a fight. It's what Aaron would have wanted. Like, I'm gonna go out fucking screaming, just like, let's fucking go! And then just this, this huge, just foot happened, like, stomps behind her and just, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you think you know what the show's about, and then that yeah. happens. You think you know what it's supposed to be focusing on, and then, and I think that's a like. Now that I think about it, that's a theme that the fucking show has been like running ever since. Yes, like, yeah. You think it's focusing on one thing, but you need to be paying attention to the background. Well, yeah. I think I was watching it in like winter break, like senior year of high school, like when it first came on Netflix. Yeah, it was just the sub, and I had been out of anime for a while and I just decided to start watching the show didn't know anything about it I had texted him and said hey you should watch the show it's pretty good and then when it got to that point he said he'd already watched it I texted when Aaron got eaten I'm like what the fuck just happened (laughs) then that happened I sent back what the fuck just happened (laughs) 
And then we've had 25 million more what the fuck just happened moments. Yeah, literally. And now the final episode is a Sunday. Is uh, it the final one? Yeah. yeah. I need to catch up. I'm People not, say right. that Attack on Titan is overrated. I don't think it is, dude. And, and truly, like, going back to how subtle, like, how subtle everything is, um, and I'm sure, I mean, it's also, like, you see it on the internet everywhere. The show knows what's doing since the beginning because there are moments throughout the show where you see future Aaron watching the events of everything that's going on in the show. I've never seen... I saw a TikTok about that where yeah, it was, like... It's crazy. Where somebody, where somebody like, this. took a screen cap of the show and, like, saw somebody that looked like future Aaron. It's just like, oh, fuck. That, it's kind of speculative because... It, it, There's it, never any actual proof, but it like, like it looks like it. It's a tall guy with long black hair who's got a like tie has, back, like, yeah. a hood up. So it it definitely looks like Aaron. I've seen a lot of those posts too. Um, but but it, like also, if that was the case, you wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, because the show does do an amazing thing where it's like every time they drop a bomb on you, it's like oh, when you stop to think about it, you're like oh, actually that makes a lot of sense. The show already technically covered this. Like we just didn't. Another another it. subtle thing when when Titan Aaron is like lifting the boulder and fucking like you know bring it bringing it forward. You realize that there's two inner monologues happening in that moment. The part where he's saying like I have to do this for the sake of humanity. I'm going to save humanity. And the in, in the background the constant tatakai, tatakai, tatakai. You realize. That's not the Aaron that's lifting the boulder. That's Aaron from the future. Yeah. Telling past Aaron to keep fighting, to keep doing this. And, like, of course you're not paying attention to that. You're watching a fucking 15-meter-tall giant man lift a giant fucking boulder. You're not paying attention to what, like, what the fuck's being said. That's why I say, if after, like, this, everything's complete and said and done, people already say this is going to be one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest anime show of all time. Yeah. If you go back and rewatch the entire thing from start to finish, knowing what you know now at the end of the show, going back and rewatching it from the beginning, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, All right, but your turn. It is my turn, yes. And I have... They're technically like two entrances in one, but they happen within like two-some episodes of each other. And I only have to say a single line for you guys to know exactly what scene I am talking about. I hope hope that you say it and that none of us know what we're going to be talking about. This world shall know pain. Oh, yes. (laughs) When pain shows up to Konoha and just (laughs) blasts the shit out of it. That was mind-boggling to me when that happened. The ultimate almighty push. And you're just just like, holy shit. Because it's Konoha. Like, yeah, stuff's happened in the village hidden in the but leaves. But nothing bad ever really happened. Yeah, nothing yet. bad is, like, the worst thing that's happened was when Orochimaru, like, invaded and mm-hmm. killed the third Hokage, which, if you ask me, good wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> third Hokage, worst Hokage. <laughs> God damn. technically the most powerful yeah, shinobi and, to ever live. Technically the most powerful shinobi to ever live. And also the well, worst leader that the... Well, the I've read the data seen. books and it's stated by the creator, if, you, if, I've, if I've seen what I've seen correctly... He is stated to be stronger, not the Shinobi, but the strongest Hokage that has ever lived. Bullshit, there's no way he's stronger than Hashirama. There, it was stated that he is. Then he wouldn't have got his ass chick, like ass cheeks ass clapped. Chick. It was stated that he was stronger than To be fair, he was like 85. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, but like this is anime where the older you are, the stronger you are. 
Just saying. Um, but Payne's introduction into like he had already been introduced, and we all know what happened in that introduction. Mm-hmm. A very lovable character got absolutely murdered. Yeah, which that the uh that one, the seven paths, the six paths of pain in attendance, is yes. also a great. Entrance. That's that's an absolutely beautiful entrance. But like, what really set me like on this one in particular, not is not only the entrance that it leads up to, um, which is one of my personal favorite entrances in all of anime, um, but it's the fact that like the village hidden in the leaves was always safe. You know what? Like bad shit happened, yeah. but it always seemed to be outside. Yeah, and also or quickly fixed. Yeah, also it's like it's a shown in battle anime. You know, like more times than not, bad things don't really happen yeah. too often in shown in battle yeah. animes. To a town, sometimes to the to main a ta- character. Well, like even to the main characters. Like, Ooh, like I said, how how imp- like how impactful was it when fucking um. You know, how impactful was it when future Lucy died in Fairy Tale? How impactful was it when All Might officially lost his powers in My Hero Academia? Like, when bad shit happens in Shonen Battle anime, it is a big thing because the continuation of Shonen Battle anime usually ensures that the heroes always win. Mm-hmm. And so when something gets fucked up, like, terribly fucked up, that's. It means something. It means something. Yeah. So when the entire village. In which every single character that we know and love lives in gets demolished by a single man. By a single word. By a single word. Yeah. You're just like, Words. holy oh shit. Yeah, all he does is just, just and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the entrance that's one of my personal favorites, and it is a line that I will always remember, and I think i might have talked about it last time i was here i can't remember that's okay um lots of stuff has happened but the um when pain kills hinata like he's been he's been fucking like naruto's been you know like trying his best and he's been doing pretty good but like yeah. pain has more or less just been kind of like throwing him around basically mm-hmm. and he gets to the point where he's like stabbed his hands in he can't fucking move and then, of course, you know, waifu for laifu comes in, tries to <laughs> tries to do something, and just gets absolutely bodied by pain. And then we think that she dies, like yep. right after confessing her actual feelings to Naruto. Like it's one of the last things she says is that like she loves him and that like you know she follows his ninja way basically, and just <clears throat> and you can just like I will always remember the fucking the. And then, like, in time with that, you could see his eyes just go red and just this huge beam of red and black energy pops out. And Payne's just looking at it with all this, like, nonchalantness in the world where everyone else is watching, like, that's the tailed beast form. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever that thing comes out, bad shit happens. And he's just looking into this, like, abyss of red and black, and all he says is, do you hate me now? (laughs) And you just see the fucking white eyes of the tailed beast Naruto, and you're just like, like, that's one of my personal favorite entrances, was that tailed beast transformation. (sighs) Because, like, also because it was so perfectly the end of that episode. Mm -hmm. And it just... 
Oh my! Every time I think about it, every time I think about it, I get goosebumps. It's so fucking Dude, I good. I hold it. At least fucking, five times. Just about it. Yeah, I just gotta. Uh, okay. That All right, I'll cover it up. Is just phenomenal. Oh Kane my god! Is one of my favorite anime villains, just in general. Yeah. And the entire <laughs> village invasion. Uh, just cements that and that whole fight against Naruto. And that's a long fight. Yeah, it's it's a fucking... It's it, a long one. Yeah. It, uh, it's incredible, though. Yeah, but that's... That's one that I will... I will remember that scene probably until I die. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was it's just... It's scene. just that good. Yeah, and just, like, the, the shot of pain like floating and with the sun behind him yeah and just he's casting just his shadow over the village just, you can't even really see anything about him other than his renegon yeah just the uh, eyes of god it's oh it's so good it's, it's like, so good you will all bow before me the world shall know pain <laughs> oh yes yeah. oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So, my last one for this topic uh, is from Fire Force. Ooh. Never seen it. I have seen all of season one. That is a joke. It's when Shinra goes to save Tamaki. Yeah! You can't say, this would be terrifying to see coming out of the sky. Bro, I I literally went back like several times to rewatch that That scene. Like over and over and over. Like it just keeps getting better. For listeners who aren't sure what I was just showing, it's the scene where it's the picture of Shinra coming down from the ceiling with these fiery angel of death wings behind him. Fucking pure red eyes and that grin of sure evil on his face. It's Even, oh my god! One of the things that really hit me about that scene, obviously Shinra's entrance was beautiful, yeah. but like how it was long at such a good time too, and how long they lingered on like um, Tamaki like realizing that like she fucked up. No, that she's gonna be okay now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because like he comes in and just fucking. Like stomps on the dude, and it just like it's yeah. It literally it it stays on her face for like a solid twenty seconds, and it's just a beautiful like very smooth animation where like you could see all the emotions. Like she realizes like I can't believe I trusted this guy. You know all all the terrible things that she was you know because she didn't have time to think about that kind of shit. She was getting her ass whooped. Yeah. Um. (laughs) And like it just hits her. She's just like this man is a traitor. He has killed how many kids? Like terrible things. Things have happened. I almost died, and, and now, kid. and now I am saved because this kid is here. And just these, like sh- sh- the movements of her face, and just the tears streaming down. I'm like, oh, Fire Force. Is God so damn, good. this shit's so good. Fire Force is really good, <laughs> and it got better when we realized that they never not could tell him because he. We'll I haven't seen season two yet. I need get to see on it. it. I know, I know, I know, I know. The reason you need to is because it ties into something else that makes a lot of sense. Well, also, if you're talking about it's, it's just good. Well, we'll talk. About, we'll talk about that later because maybe I. Mean, I we've talked. We've, we've talked about it during the news. One of our news segments. Yeah, I, like the entirety of season two though is like fucking banger, incredible, uh, and it's mostly better than season one. I'd say. Ooh, yes. Okay. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Do we want to go around? Now, who wants, who wants to cry first? <laughs> I, mean, well, you know, I, know. I was just going to say, do we just want to go around and name the other ones we had? On oh, the oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. You can go ahead and do your so, since you saw these. Yeah, so the other ones I had were uh, Envy, ver- uh, Envy versus Mustang, uh, as well as That's uh, Lust versus Mustang, both of his appearances of saving Hawkeye and literally kicking the shit in on Homunculi. Yeah. Uh, that that scene that scene of him holding the lighter with the with yeah. the uh, crest. with the crest like carved into, carved his, into hand his hand after mm-hmm. cauterizing his fucking wound. Yeah. Fucking iconic. <laughs> uh, and the other ones I had was L's first appearance on Death Note, where it's just the screen with the oh, letter L yeah. and him talking about how he's going to basically solve this. Uh, Escanor fronting Esterosa. For the yeah. very first time in Seven Deadly Sins. That's and, a good one. And Alucard's graveyard boats in Helsing Ultimate when, like, the city's getting overrun, and then Alucard just shows up on this, like, with a shit ton of boats with a uh, big ass smile, and he just jumps off of them, like, I'm ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. Well, well, well. I was gone for a day, and the Catholics are crusading while the Nazis are invading. <laughs> I've seen Helsing Ultimate abridged. I have seen every single episode. I, I can probably so do the I whole thing. The abridged now. You haven't seen I it? I haven't seen the abridged yet. So it's made by the same group that did Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. And they were doing it a special way that they would only release one episode every Halloween. On, yep, on Halloween. That's incredible. It was. It's so good. Okay. The father. Well, I know what I'm watching on my way home tonight. Oh my god, the father is so fucking funny. Oh, I know what I'm like. Oh, like uh, Father Anderson? Yes, I just couldn't remember his last name. Yeah, time. yeah. How oh, in the man. blood soak Protestant hell did you do that? Fuck you, that's how. <laughs> you brought up two moments from the pain fight when in Conan. <clears throat> yes. Alright? You brought up the Tempest show up, mm-hmm. and you brought up pain showing up. Yes. My favorite one, besides out of those three things that happened, was when Naruto first initially showed up. Yes, when the whole village got decimated, and Naruto is finally um, showing up to be frogs. is finally showing up to be the hero of the village that he's always wanted to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he is in his eyes, but the village actually sees him as like after this whole thing. Like that's an a- that's an absolutely phenomenal moment. Like too. It, for him, it's a huge moment for that's his, his character. sage mode, right? Yes, yeah. first introduction Great. of his sage mode too. Great. Moment for having gotten to that point. Loved yet. it. God damn, uh, next thing is I so good. Have been watching One Piece again. I'm on the grind, so it's fucking awesome. Uh, I just got introduced to another Admiral Kizaru when they were about to go to Fishman Island and they stopped on these islands that were had these uh, bubble trees and shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, Luffy punched one of the 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 oh the celestial dragons. dragons. Yes. Kizaru shows up. He rides a cannonball off the ship. That got fired to the land. Yeah. And just, and all my, where just starts things, and then he just fucking starts wrecking shit up. Just, the fact that he comes in on a cannonball is fucking epic to me. Is that the light one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just shows up on Fuck cannonball. that guy. That guy's a huge guy. God, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> that one, and then the other one I had was in Bleach, when Ichigo just got done with his Bankai training, and went to go show up to save Rukio from being executed against one of the most almighty Zompod toes that there is that they use for the special ceremony shows up they yeah, just fucking saves Rukia and then just fucking blocks the shit out of it yeah like it was nothing <clears throat> I was like what the fuck dude <laughs> that was one of the moments in Bleach that I really like except I hate all the filler fuck all the filler but that moment in Bleach was fucking epic and yeah. then it was used to fight Bianca 
and just, <laughs> just absolutely yeah. rocks yeah, her shit. Yeah, but that moment he shows up, just like, oh, and the music when he shows up too, epic. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the best Bleach music about, slaps. Yeah, it's Thanks. one of the best things about it, the soundtrack. But those were the only three I had left. Cool. Uh, I only had two left. Yeah. So, uh, the first one is the introduction to Mugen in um, Samurai Shampoo, where he is making an offer to Fu to kill these guys in exchange for dumplings. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, Sounds like a good motivation. Yeah, how many dumplings are these guys' <laughs> lives worth? Uh, the answer was 100. <laughs> uh, Fair number. Yeah, and then the other one um, was in the first episode of Kill a Kill when they uh, introduce Ira, which is like one of the first things that happens when he just uh, like punches a student through the school and just starts beating the fuck out of him in the courtyard because this, that student stole one of the uh, power uniforms. And it, that was the scene that just it encapsulated the whole show and is what absorbed me into the show. So those are my other two. I also had a couple left. Um, I believe I had four left. Christ, I got five left. <laughs> um, my first one is from Yu-Gi-Oh! It is the introduction of the Mind Shuffle against Pegasus. Yeah! Being a fucking badass. And be like, no, 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 no. He's not going to read our mind anymore because I'm just going to play a card that you don't know. <laughs> that's... I love that. Oh, one. Yeah. yeah. That's great. You, he, the first time we see Yugi actually take control and be a fucking badass. I'm going to read your mind, Yugi boy. <laughs> what? Fucking bet. Uno reverse <laughs> card. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone has seen Yuri on Ice. Not yet. I've seen the first episode, I think. I have not. Like a long time I mean, ago. I've seen, I've, yeah, I've seen the first episode. You were there with me. Yeah, so it is when Victor shows up at the hot spring and agrees to train Yuri, and then just stands up butt-ass naked. And Yuri's just like, what the fuck is going on? This is the guy he's been idolizing for like 10 years yeah. as a figure skater. Um, my next one is the introduction of All Might in My Hero Academia. When you see him walk out of the grocery store... And just go muscle form. Yeah. <laughs> and then just show how fucking strong he is and just take off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then finally, has anyone actually watched Record of Ragnarok? Not yes. yet. No. Nope. So, have my problems with the show. I Adam is not one of them. Literally, the biblical Adam yeah. is one of the characters. His introduction, not his introduction, but you find out the reason he hates the gods so much because the plot of the show is humans versus gods. If the humans win, they s- keep their um, ability to survive for another thousand years. The gods are just trying to wipe them out. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they decided to invoke Ragnarok, and it's a uh, basically tournament out of, I think, 13, the best of 13. Huh. Yeah. So Adam versus Zeus. And we find out why Adam hates his creator so much, and it's because... You know, the serpent that tempted Eve yeah. was actually trying to seduce her and molest her, and she fought him off. So then he went and told the gods that she had eaten one of the apples of Eden, and um, then she was went on trial for a crime she did not commit. And Adam, being the supportive husband that he is, 
fucking kicks in the fucking court doors with a basket full of the apples. And because she touched one of the apples, they're going to, you know, kick her out of Eden. And she's like, what am I supposed to do without my husband? He's just like, don't fucking worry about it. Takes a bite of each apple, throws it on the ground, and spits it out. (laughs) And then just every single apple and just throws it on the ground just to say, fuck you, everyone. Walks up, grabs Eve's hand, and exits. That's pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool. But the fight was kind of ruined. But, Fight was kind of ruined at times, but, but that moment, Adam is the best right. character in that show. Fact. And they straight up ask him, it's like, so you fight the gods just because of your hatred? He's like, no, I don't fight you because I hate you. And he's you know, considered the father of humanity because he's the first yeah. human. He's like, what more does a father need to fight than to protect his children? Aww, that's yeah, it was damn sweet. That makes me sad because this sounds really fucking cool. And then Wick's just like, yeah, but the fight's kind of shit. <laughs> the fight has really good moments, but then it goes into like a fucking slideshow uh, of just showing different moments yeah. instead of like actually animated. And it kind of ruins it. But Adam and Zeus are such cool fucking like differing characters. That's awesome. Like, uh, definitely should watch it. It's only 12 episodes. I'm excited for season two because the next fight is going to be Hercules versus Jack the Ripper. Oh, that's Jack cool. the Ripper? Yeah. Didn't realize he was... I mean, I guess he's like the human side of it. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, The gotcha. first fight was Lobo versus... Lubu. Lubu versus um, Thor. The second fight was Adam versus Zeus. Zeus. The third one was Poseidon. I can't remember the samurai's name he fought. Okay. But those were the first three fights. And the next one is going to be Hercules versus... Um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And that's there's, pretty, that's there's cool. a bunch of other really cool ones, too, that are included. Yeah. Like, I think one of the other ones that are going to be coming up is going to be David and Goliath versus somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vishna Ooh. is going to fight. Um, That's the, uh, in the uh, Indian goddess. Yeah, the multiple yes. Hindu goddess. Mm-hmm. Hindu god. Yes. God. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aphrodite's tits are so big, she has to have a special chair that she moves around in that hold up her bo- boobs. Isn't it just two fucking bait, like, red God goddess? bless. They're not actually people, though. God bless. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Goddess bless. Goddess bless. bless. You want to talk um, about mommy milkers. Dude, clearly. Uh, so, I have about five more, and I'm just going to go through them real quick. I am super surprised that nobody said this one. The first introduction of the Super Saiyan. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that is... That hey, Cole, is... What, uh, what character did Frieza kill that turned Goku into a Super Saiyan? Yes. Because oh, your, an- your answer last time was... It couldn't have been Krillin. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was Krillin. Um, that is like, there is no more an iconic anime moment than when Goku goes Super Saiyan for the first time. Like, yeah. come, like, it, it does not get more iconic than that. Like, that screenshot has been used, that, that screenshot has probably been the background of so many goddamn weeb computers. Like, it's insane. <laughs> um, Stuffed crust, King Kai. Kai? You can you eat, eat it, it in, in reverse. reverse. Oh, I'm so That's ah, yes. not a pizza. I found more. I have found more people who enjoy my the abridged series that I've oh. binged forever. Um, I've, I've watched one. think three or four different abridged series. D- we'll have to talk about that later. Dio's intro in part three. <laughs> yeah. Again, I will shit talk JoJo's until I'm blue in the face. But Should. that intro and in, that intro in part three, where Dio's just standing there on the fucking mm. top of the stairs that and Polnareff's losing his shit. Come on, that's so cool. Uh, that's that, so fucking that cool. Scene where, 
And, like, uh, how petty Dio has to be because, like, Polnareff walks up a couple of stairs and then all of a sudden he's, like, back at the bottom. So you you have to realize that Dio stops time, goes down the stairs, picks up Polnareff, puts him back where he was, and then goes back up the stairs to resume his pose. Well, <laughs> and he does that, like, three like times! He, his stance does it for him. He's not. He's probably not doing it himself. But, but still! Something that does change in that scene is he gets a chair out of nowhere and decides oh, yeah. to sit down. He, so he probably did that himself. Yeah, yeah. like he go, he like like but fucking he, the world goes and picks him up and that, at this time he grabs a chair. Yeah, he's he, like, yeah, he I'm just going to be cool about this. Yeah. Cuz the chair is not there for the whole scene cuz you can see his entire pose. Yeah. No chair. Um, All of a sudden the chair is there. Small <laughs> detail, but amazing one. One that I mentioned a couple uh, two of these that I've kind of mentioned a little bit while talking about this, the armored and colossal titan reveals. Yeah. Again, so subtle, so amazing. And then the demon form of Asta. Yeah! I thought that was so cool. Like, I had seen screen caps of it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. I just didn't know how. And so the fact that he just, like... Basically, since he has no magic, he just takes all the magic from the sword and, like, uses it at his own. I'm like, bro. That's so fucking cool! Yeah. That's and then... Metal! It is metal. And then... When Ichigo has fused with his Zanpakuto and comes back to absolutely destroy Aizen. Yeah, he did Like, first of all, that fucking outfit is so... It, it is the drippiest drip. Damn near the drippiest drip in all of anime. Oh, but then he immediately tops it with the outfit change for the final Gets Good Ten show. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> another fantastic one. But, like, yeah. that, that shit was so hard. He just pops out and he's all fused together with his Zanpakuto. Mm-hmm. You know it's like the final time he's ever going to be able to use it say what you want about that but it's just it was so fucking cool and then he just bodies this guy who's like who like for however many you know years at that point had been like everything had been according to my plan and it's just like nah, i'm gonna just fuck you up now (laughs) it's gonna be great my favorite part about that is when they clash swords and like a mountain splits yeah and aizen's bragging about it and ichigo's just like that wasn't you. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, you didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't do that. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Um, the balls on you. Oh, yeah, exactly. The audacity of this man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hello. Now who wants to cry? <laughs> it, is, it is me, Wick Wicky. You know, the final part of the segment that we always do. And now i got to scroll back up to find what the show was. Uh, Plastic always, Memories. No, not that. Oh, wait, 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 the anime okay, recommendation. Sorry, yeah. This never was, mind, mind. Uh, so I'm doing a thing where I have it from every, thank you. Uh, I have a <laughs> assignment from people that recommend shows for me this year. I'm not showing, like, I'm not personally finding one to get into you guys. This is from, from the community or someone that we've had on that's going to recommend a show to us to watch and we're going to review and do it with you. Ooh, this one is from one of our guests, so. Julian Vanderveldi, if I remember how to say yep. his last name. He was a former NFL football player that played for the... Uh, uh, dude, I almost said the Green Bay Packers, and I know it's not it. Fuck. Tyler, help me out here. French. Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Thank and you. the Hawkeyes. Also, Eagles brought me one of my favorite movies, Invincible. Mark Wahlberg, you the man. Anyways, uh, Love, Chinibyo, and Other Delusions. That oh, yay! Uh, that is from Julian. We're going to be watching that this coming week. Finally, I've been waiting to watch and, this. Uh, Bro, so I want to watch. it off my list of ones to assign. I so, kind of want to watch it. So watch, watch it. it. 
How the fuck do you spell the middle word? There's 12 episodes. I know. There's a 13th episode, which is an OVA. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just watch it? You said you were keep up with the podcast. You so can find it on Google. Had to have been watching the anime assignments. So I wasn't watching up. the anime assignments. So I was listening to... The I was listening. That's part of it. Should I'm we give sorry. him a punishment? Yes. No. Yeah. No, my punishment... Your of... punishment is to watch this show. Okay. By yeah. the next episode. But do I get to be back on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already have a guest next week. I don't know oh, who's right, happening but next week. Yeah, you're going to come back on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, unless he's got something lined up. Um, until two weeks. Because we, we decided to do punishments, too, for our, like, recommendations. But I've noticed that all the punishments only seem to be revolved around me. Like, the punishment if we don't finish Silver Spoon is that we all have to shave. <laughs> Spoiler alert! One of my co-hosts doesn't have a beard, and the other one barely has anything. Guess who'd be the only one that'd be affected by that? That's Me! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is, some, this is some bullshit. So far, the only one of us that has had to suffer a punishment is Crimson. Aww. He had to set his name on Facebook to Cremetta for That's a solid he, two weeks. He just he, he had a... Crem- brain malfunction. I truly reason. had a brain malfunction. <laughs> I don't see how that's a punishment. Uh, I go by Grey Hollow on everything. Huh? Yeah, My Snapchat is, name is Grey Hollow. I'm assuming that's the nickname. That's the combination of Crimson and Mineta because he's a pervert. I know. It's not on Funimation. It might be on Crunchyroll. Cool. Watch it on Crunchyroll. Okay. You're actually switch over anyways. I'm already switched, so. Alright. That's the anime side. And now we're gonna get into Plastic Memories. Uh, this fucking awful show. Let's get that out of the way. Anyway. French, Frenchie, I want you to know that I was not, like, I, I had talked to Wick and I was just like, hey, I've been catching up with your podcast, podcast again, just like listening through it while I work. And I'm like, I really want to come back on. And, uh,. He was just like, well, I mean, we're doing it at my place this upcoming week if you want to, like, like tomorrow, basically, if you want to join up. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And then, like, I had a bunch of free time show up. And so I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it. So, like, what's the topic and what's the what's the um, anime recommendation? And, you know, we talked about the topic. It's just like, yeah, it's uh, Plastic Memories. So um, I didn't know who had recommended this show i thought it had been like somebody who had watched it or like or somebody who like listens to the podcast and like recommended it to you guys or something like that but now that i know it's you now that i know it's you i can now confidently look you in the eye and ask what did i do to you man (laughs) you watched two assignments and they were fucking made and every single one of them hurt (laughs) (laughs) i've watched two assignments Maybe, Literally two. Maybe his punishment should have to be all the ones that I assign. <laughs> or have assigned. I'll just make a list of all the sad ones I've assigned. You can go back and just Oh, go, no, that's, dude. That's pretty much all of the sad ones we've had. Fuck. Yeah, almost all of it him. Yeah, you did this to yourself. Now you have to lie in it. I know, but like, I, you don't understand. I got home from work. I sat down on my couch, still fully dressed up as I still am now. I sat down on my couch at like 5 o'clock and I did not leave that couch until I was done at like almost at like almost 11 o'clock. I sat there in pain for six hours just feeling all of the emotions and it's this motherfucker's fault! <laughs> You can't be mad at them because it was actually good. No, it was phenomenal. 
but that's why I'm upset about it. If it was bad, I could have just been like, well, it was kind of sad, but, like, it was shit. So I could, you know, so I don't have to, like, feel bad about it. But it was a fucking beautiful show. And so I can't, I can't, like, discount the emotions that I felt towards it by just saying, oh, it was bad. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, I gave these guys an option. Short and sad or a longer, more interesting, like, drawn-out fight show. And you motherfuckers went with short and sad. Why? I wanted to watch more One Piece. I mean, plus, honestly, we would get to both of them eventually. <laughs> but you could have prolonged Whichever it. Whichever one they didn't pick was not going to get assigned this season. Uh, the other one was, I'm not assigning a single show that I have seen before. And I am currently watching the other one, which is 86. Which is also <gasps> very impactful. And I didn't realize that when I first started it. Oh, and, yeah, you fucked up, bud. Oh, my you God. You fucked up bad. Don't worry. You guys are going to get it aside next season. I am I am six episodes into 86. And I'm I'm already episodes been, in. I, have, I am already in so much pain. <laughs> oh, my God. The la- oh, my God. Okay, Anyways. well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, Plastic Memories. Yeah. Um, this show was really good. Um, Don't want to get to start... What? Yeah, normally it's the. Well, usually, usually we like talk about how we like felt about it, and then we all, and then we all like. Are you telling us how we do our podcast? Yeah. I've listened to quite a few episodes. Yeah, sir. Normally it's the guy that that assigned it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, you went off on the tangent. Never mind. Okay. I thought yeah. you Fuck already you said something. I'm sorry. Why I don't, me? I don't mean to tell you guys how to do your own podcast. I apologize. Yeah, what the actual? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm here. sorry. He's like, this, this is my podcast now. This is what happens when a fan comes in. Yeah, never meet like, your never meet your idols. You might tell them what to do. This is the great, <laughs> this is the great Hollow podcast now. <laughs> you, should, you, should the give a, you should give him a great follow on Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Give me a great... God, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a give me a gray follow at twitch.tv uh, sl- uh, forward slash gray underscore hollow. Uh, shameless plug over. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I assigned this show knowing it was gonna hurt. Yeah. That's what you've been doing on all your shows. Yeah. <laughs> Made in Abyss. I did not know it was gonna hurt that bad. That's true. Fair enough. That Planet, came out I thought it was gonna plan. hurt more. But I knew After Story was a sadder one. I wanted to watch Clan Ad to see if it was worth watching After Story, which I still am going to ba- go back and watch. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic Memories, I have seen pop up on lists of the saddest anime, and it's just because of the last episode. So. Well, it makes sense. I will say this, and I pointed it out to Frenchie um, as we were driving to Chicago this weekend. Every single intro. There's the song, it's like, there's a song that plays, and then it shows, like, uh, kind of towards the end, like, the title Plastic Memory, and then it shows the guy and, uh, I cannot remember. Isla. Tsukasa and Isla. Yeah, it shows Tsukasa and then Isla. Every single time, Isla's face is different. In every single episode, in every single episode, at the very end, when it shows her face, uh, at the end of the intro... It's always different. Hmm. It starts off... Well, it, let me phrase it. It's different based on where the show's at. It, so it's different based on, like, very... Planned. Yeah, very specific, like, moments. Yeah, like, at the beginning of this episode, it's kind of like, you know, straight face, like, resting bitch face. And she does, and that's the thing. For, like, the first four episodes or something, she's not yeah. even looking at him towards the end. Yeah. And then, like, later it shows, like, her kind of, like, 
kind of looking away and then kind of looking back. Well, yeah, she, and then this shows her smiling, and then the last episode, she's fucking smiling as tears are falling down. If I remember correctly, I it that. go it goes I, in the yeah. or, it goes in the order of for, for for the first like three or four episodes, she's not looking at him, and then when he gives her the when he gives her the key chain, she like. Like the it switches from her not looking at him where she kind of looks up at him and then she like actually looks at him at another point then she's like looking at him and smiling and then they have to be like separated and so she's like looking at him and smiling and then has to like turn away because she's sad and then like happier things happen she comes back she's smiling she's blushing and then in the final episode is when she's she's like closed her eyes and she's got this big grin on her face it's like, like tears tears, like tears and, and I'm just like. <laughs> it's truly the little things in this show that hit like a rock. Between the open and even the first episode shows you what the fuck is happening with the grandma and the little girl, where the little girl's just like telling her grandma like the list of things to do. And she's like freaking out, like, am I forgetting anything? And she's like getting all sad. And I'm like, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> that was the yeah, first you episode. Did, you did this to me. No, 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 no. No. You did this. No. You picked short and sad. But he was the tiebreaker. No, yeah. Technically, I said I don't care. That's you're the usually one that a tiebreaker answer, my guy. <laughs> you always prefer the short ones, and you're immediately like, oh, yeah, the short one. I mean... You should fucking know better at this point. Uh, I, I did like that it was short because it gave me a chance to uh, watch most of Code Geass, So How far are you now? I... Uh, like in the middle of season two. You know what I just realized is that like pretty much most of the times I'm going to be able to like pop in here as a guest is when we are here and which is the host, which will always be after his recommendation. <laughs> so so always, that's gonna suck. Be I will always be. Don't worry, okay. I'm planning to actually take it easy on everyone in the next one. You say as you're watching 86. I didn't know 86 was this back. <laughs> 86 will not get assigned until next season. Okay. Fair. Or I might just stop watching and fucking assign it next time. Would I'm sorry to you guys in advance. <laughs> I'm um, sorry to you guys in advance. <laughs> with this show, I predicted kind of the plot. There's two things I wish... There's two things in the show I want to point out. First thing, I predicted the plot very fast, which is something I'm kind of impressed with myself, but I feel like it was kind of easy at the same time. Because after they showed him and her being in the elevator, and then him going to the job, them explaining what the gift years are... And all that, and then talking about him joining a partner, and then having her show up, becoming his partner. I was like, she's got so her nine years are almost up. Like yeah. she's about to be done. It's going to be very traumatic. Yeah. But I did not think there was going to be like a huge like love thing. I thought they were going to be attached as partners, but not have the love thing. I thought the plot was going to more dive into the sad aspect of like we had in the first episode with the grandma and the child. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with how it ended, but I also wish. That that's how the show kind of would have went in a way too, where I would have seen, I would have been emotionally destroyed having them take away people that did those things like the grandma for like nine years at a time, and like yeah, had that had that psychological aspect played in more. I think at a point though it would have gotten old, because I like that we got a little bit of a taste of it, but that it was a more central story than just that. I think just my personal opinion on it is one of I. 
like I absolutely agree with you, uh, Wick. Is I do I do kind of wish that they had focused a little more on that because that's where initially I thought the story was going. Yeah, is that they were just going to focus on like the philosophical like implications of these like basically humans that just expire after nine years and some change mm-hmm. and all the shit that comes with that. But I think. And it's the reason, when we get to the rankings, why my world building is higher than I thought it was going to be was because they built the world enough so that when the central story, which ended up being the romance between Tsukasa and Isla, everything that came before that was to show why this romance is going to be as tragic as it is because like it showed that it showed like the first introduction of like oh well this is what happens when the, the giftias are separated from the ones that you know the ones that love them and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then you know you go with the uh the berserk the but yeah the 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 wanderer like the black market it's like this is what happens if you like try to fight this essentially so it's just like this is going to hurt you can't fight it and now we're going to present a story to you that is these two characters that you've gotten attached to falling in love with each other and you know damn well that because of everything that happened beforehand this is going to happen and you can't fight it and i think it truly doesn't help with the way that it ended as well like the very last scene because even though it doesn't show who it is you know who it is damn well who it is you know and that's what makes it hurt more is because he has those memories with her. He went through all that with her, and now he's being repartnered with her with a different personality and has to watch the woman. Do you know that though? We don't know that for sure. See, okay, it's, but here's it's not it's not we don't given that. to us, but it's you know that that's who it is. I don't know. If you if that. if like again with kind of like this theory that i had that like all the world building that happened before it like leads up to the central plot one of the things that they mention is that the giftia is so like for anybody who's listening to this who like didn't watch it for some reason the giftias are basically like androids that have like souls souls. yeah have actual souls but unfortunately for some reason which i kind of wish they had explained after about nine months or nine years and some change those the the bodies expire basically or the souls expire and what happens is is that the entire story is based around um this group that like grabs these giftias that are about to expire and like i i don't want to say disposes of them but like sends sends them sends them off in like almost a funeral like manner Mm -hmm. um to like retrieve them yeah and the importance like the importance of that, one of the things that they mention is that um, the company that they work for has been trying to, like, cut costs. And so, like, this very, like, they try to get to, like, know all the people um, who are attached to the giftias that they're going to have to retrieve just to, like, you know, have some emotional attachment, mm-hmm. some relief for them. Um, and the corporation that they're a part of doesn't like that because they're the only branch that does that. Um, and so the, like... Oh, shit, I totally lost. <laughs> I mean, I totally lost the plot. Oh no, but basically, um, in you know, another thing that they do to cut costs is that they will sometimes reuse the giftiest bodies. Oh, 
Like a different personality. Yeah, yeah, because like because they have an option where just like you can have the same body, but they will be given a different um, operating soul or something like yeah. that. Yeah, basically they get a reboot. And so, yeah, the th- the theory that I believe I, I I personally think it's true because it would just hurt more, and that seemed to be what this show was designed to do was to, <laughs> was to freaking um the main like the main character falls in love with his gifty a partner she ends up expiring they have to retrieve her and then he gets and at the very last scene he gets a new partner and it just shows him shaking a hand that is smaller than his and so i personally believe that in order to cut costs they reused her body and like it, it's a different personality I remember and it just hurts more <laughs> in the first episode when they're taking the granddaughter away from the old lady and uh, they said, "Yeah, we can give you a thirty percent discount on your replacement. We can get you, you know, a new soul or say, you know, new personality in the same body. That would hurt so much. Yeah, like, yeah, this has been my granddaughter for nine years. It's the same person, but a different person. So yeah, that's the problem. Is like it's going to hurt no matter what, you know, what the situation is. You're getting, you're either getting the person taken away from you after nine years permanently." Or you have to live with them for nine more years with that same face, knowing they were your granddaughter, but you now they're somebody different. You can also get a different one. And then, and yeah, then they had, still, and get, then they get had that old like lady, a guy that can dick her down properly. <laughs> okay, yeah. she's not gonna last another. God. Years. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Fuck, that's a lot to take. Um, lower back out and her hip. Oh, Jesus is, Christ. The show is basically about dealing with a bunch of people with uh, terminal illnesses. Yeah. yeah, essentially. But um, ironically, they did kind of show like the opposite side of that with that like older lady that had one as a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether just like uh, he's so used to them being like, no, I'm not going to get a new operating like a new operating soul or anything like that. Yeah, where she's she just like, yeah, no, I'll sign off on that one. Yeah. And you're just like, are, are you sure about that? She's like, yeah, I've done it multiple times. I just treat her the same yeah. as I always have. She's just I always treat her as my daughter. And I'm like, huh. I guess so some people. Uh, uh, yeah. Wiki you had a statement. So I, I'm sorry. Going back to the soul aspect of the gifty is right, and you know how she always says like the what she says when she ever helps the gifty like pass on. Yeah. Since they have souls, I feel like they what she's saying is accurate that they will meet again once they pass on because. Assuming that this place has a religion in this world or whatever, and they believe the souls, they go somewhere else. If that per- the person that dies that doesn't also have the soul that's a real human dies, that I feel like they would be connected again in the afterlife. So I feel like that's kind of like a. I hope you are reunited with the ones that you love. Yeah, I cherish. really loved that. Ones that you cherish. Still, either way, it hurt. <laughs> that shit hurts so much. I just love the the uh, error. Cannot find information. Yeah. Oh yeah, error. I didn't quite catch that. Please try again. Because <laughs> it's just awkward. And like, I thought it was funny because I thought like when they first when she first did that, I thought she was like legitimately malfunctioning. Yeah, same. Because I like just like oh she's like a robot, but then you realize that she just like does it just to basically be a brat sometimes. It's like error. I didn't quite catch that. You know damn well you caught that. <laughs> I will say this: the blonde bimbo whose name escapes me, the mechanic girl. Bro, truly ride or die. Why is every single girl in this show a top tier waifu? 
Yeah. Why is point. every single girl? It was one of the first things I recognized. Like every single one. Yes, they all have their tropes. There's the uh, there's the aggressive drunk boss. You know the also hilarious. Yeah, the 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 overprotective big sister. Type. Yeah, the overprotective big sister type. The the fucking the coudere, um, basically lowly. Uh, the the tsundere coworker. The fucking um. The other, I, I I don't know the specific word for it, but the one that like puts up with the with the, the Playboy, yeah. yeah, like, and they're like they're all top, and the the, the bimbo the bimbo mechanic, they are all top tier waifus, dude. Yeah, they are all top tier waifus. The blood bimbo was hilarious in the manner of like treating I, uh, Isla like that, like the way she did, and, like, <laughs> her up and stuff in the pajamas, basically treating her like a doll. But also, they added the humanity to her when it came to that other girl who was like her best friend, Olivia, so, like, Olivia yeah. and Andy. Yeah, that shit hit like a rock as well because I was when it first happened, I was like, what? And then, she, like, you realize you're like, oh, yeah, her bet, her no. best friend was a giftia who was replaced. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. That shit, that shit hurt. It hurt so good, and like, I just, I'll, I'll fully admit it. I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, I'm not too much of a man to not admit it or something like that. That last episode happened. That last scene happened, and I'm sitting there with tears just welling up in my eyes, and I'm like, I can't start crying now because the story is still happening. I need to see everything that happens, and then like the credits cut in early so that they could show that final scene so for like a solid minute and a half there's nothing but credits and i'm just like okay now's my time and i just bawled like a child i was crying like a baby <laughs> it was so when I woke bad. up this morning i read your message and i was like oh fuck I oh yeah i because i text i texted him like right after it happened because i told him just like damn dude i can already tell i'm gonna cry at this series and then i finished it and i just texted him can confirm cried like a bitch yeah, <laughs> I, woke, I woke up to that because I, I was sleeping, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in for it. <laughs> I was saying off, uh, off air that uh, I don't think y'all understand how hard it is to watch this show while at work, let alone get to the last episode, and you're in your office uh, bawling. How does it feel to get paid to watch anime? Pretty damn good. Um, fuck you. <laughs> but, no, like, I was sitting in my office, because it was... During the mornings, I've got, like, at least a two-hour span before shit starts hitting the fan. Yeah. And so I try to yeah, get as much as possible. You don't do anything at work. We <laughs> and so I got to that last episode, and, oh, my word. When I got to the scene, like, the Ferris wheel scene uh, and everything, yeah. I'm never going to... It wasn't even me trying to hold him back. It was just... Balling. I'm never gonna look at the Ferris wheel the same way again. I'm just, oh, I'm just gonna look up. And I, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't. So I expected that she, like, she, in that episode, she was gonna be gone, right? Mm-hmm. I did not expect the timing of it. I didn't think she was gonna. I was not prepared for that. That's when I started fucking crying. I was like, I did not oh. expect her to ask on the Ferris wheel how they were gonna go back to the office and they were gonna have one of the other people do it because he wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. Also I only thought Giftius could do it. I didn't know humans I didn't know they could do it either. Ring so itself. Didn't I didn't know I was fucking like what? She held up their ring. I forgot that they needed to put the ring on. Oh you thought it was like, a marriage oh, you're proposal? Get married? That's cute. And then I'm like, no wait, not now. I'm not ready. Yeah. Also yeah, that the was re- exactly the same for me. 
the music swelling in the background. Uh, the music is a huge part of it. And the worst part is, like, as he was getting off the Ferris wheel and stuff, he was saying she wanted me to do it on the Ferris wheel because it was, like, the last place she wanted to be or something. And then the part, like, he's, he's, like, tried to keep himself together even though he was, like, crying when, like... Up in the Ferris wheel, Thank and you he's for crying for me. and he's hold yeah, and he oh my god, and he's hold and he's like holding her, and they get to uh, the I can't boss. yeah the boss I can't Kazuki that's her name, um they get to Kazuki and she basically just says like like thank you essentially like it's what she would have wanted and essentially along the lines of like it's okay you can like cry now yeah, and he just out. fucking collapses with him with her still in his arms just sobbing and I'm like ah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting emotional just say, thinking about it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all I have to say, Frenchie, is that <laughs> you do. this is one of, if not your biggest emotional damaging, <laughs> you've done. Bro, I don't know. You're lying, April. Uh, I don't think so. Do you automatically worse than yeah, this? Yeah, I, I think. To I, me, I think Violet was, Evergarden. Yeah. This one. Okay, let me forget, let me compare it. I think about, about it. it. This one uh, Stick to your guns. Stick no. to your guns. This one equals Made in Abyss? This one equals Anahana. This one, this one hurt more than Made in Abyss. Oh, yeah, but yeah. that scene is just traumatic. Yes, it is, but like... There's traumatizing this one, and there's depressing. Yeah. But this one... It's both. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah. this one hit me like Anahana did in regards to that last scene where I was in my car watching it and bawling. <laughs> While an old lady was driving past me, <laughs> watching me ball like a bitch. It's because you're a man. Yes. It's okay. Men can cry too. Yeah. Bro, your line is the one that's hit me the hardest. But yeah. only, but only to only to anime relationships. Uh, for me, probably Violet Evergarden. <laughs> uh, Darling in the Franks too. Shall we get in the ratings since we're already way yeah. past on time? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're getting a minute. All right. Um, like time flies by when you're having fun. Truly. Personal enjoyment, give it a nine. I love this show. Um, I did have some problems. I really think that the uh, fucking gift years are horribly designed. Yeah. Like when their time's up, why don't you just have them shut down? Instead, becoming murderous, heartless robots. Yeah, they should have like a fail-safe system that, that just like switches them off once they start going crazy. And, and they just have to go retrieve the retrieve the body. body. Yeah. yeah. But could you also imagine how traumatizing that would be? It's just like the moment that time goes up because the gifty is. I'd rather have it. Just I don't think drop the gi- do the gifty is no. Like, do you think they have, like, an internal clock that, like, yeah. tells them? Yeah, it's, like, it's an almost exact amount of time. Because yeah, uh, uh, Isla knew. Well, I, Isla, Isla knew, but, like, I, I, they, I can't remember them ever saying, like, whether or not they, like... They have, like, an exact hour. They have now. an exact hour of time, but, like, how are you going to keep that up for nine years? You know, like... It's, it's be a robot? Kind of, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like a memory Of some company, too. The company probably keeps a log. That's how they know. Yeah. yeah they, they do have... And that's that. what it's I'm saying. But, like, could you imagine, that. like, your fucking gifty doesn't tell you, and then all of a sudden one day they just... Just drop dead. Yeah. <laughs> like how? Tra- imagine that fucking kid that had like the babysitter. How traumatizing that would be for him. Honestly, <laughs> to be fair, instead about- she tried to kill him. Yeah, that was also very traumatizing. Can we talk about how kind of fucked up it is that they didn't just immediately tell. Why? Why don't partners just know their fucking partner's expiration dates? That should be 
the like, first thing. I yeah, think I think it was protocol. I think it was because like the boss was so attached to Isla, and it was just like they, they, it caused problems. It, it caused problems. It caused a lot basically. of problems, and that should just be if if I am working with you, we're doing this job. I should know when it is that you are going to die. Yeah, when you have a scheduled death date. Yeah. I, anyway, sorry, Frenchie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this show. I For animation, I gave it a 7. I didn't think it was necessarily super great, but there were some really good moments to it. Yeah. Uh, character development, I gave an 8. Outside of the main two, we don't really see much from the rest of the group, but those two had enough to carry it yes. for 12 episodes, 13 episodes. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack is a 9. Like The open is a little lackluster at part of it, but the music they play in the background during the saddest moments oh, yeah. is so fucking well done. I thought the open was banger. Yeah. The, the I thought the was open was pretty damn good, yeah. honestly. Uh, the world building, I gave an 8 because we don't necessarily le- learn a lot about the world around it, but we learn a lot about how gifties interact with humans. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a pretty well thought out system. Uh, plot, I gave a 9. I had, broke me. <laughs> VA performance, it was Japanese, but I was still able to get a lot of the emotion conveyed, especially in that last episode so i gave it a seven art style gave a seven i thought the character design and the world design was fine um uniqueness i gave a nine because we have done stuff before with like interactions with humans and ai type stuff but this is the first one we really got like a love aspect Mm -hmm. and also had it break us down and kick us in the nuts yeah about 30 times (laughs) memorability i gave a nine i don't think i will forget this show because Every time I think about it, I want to cry. Yep. Um, Every overall, time you see a Ferris wheel, you will cry. I already want to cry when I see a Ferris wheel. I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> uh, but now you've got even more reason. Overall, I gave it an 83. 83. There are only three of our scores that are different there. It's funny. There you go. Oh, that's the same. <laughs> All right. So, for some reason, I have decided upon myself that I always put personal enjoyment last. I don't know why. But that like it's the one that I decide. Like once I'm done, I'm like, how much did I enjoy that? And so like it's the one I just write down last. So animation, I gave it eight. It started off really, really smooth, and I said the quality drops a little here and there, but it's overall fairly consistent, though not as smooth as it was. Like when that first episode, I was just like, God, this should be looking smooth like butter, dude. Mm-hmm. And then it like dropped a little bit in quality. You could tell there was just like a little bit in there, but it wasn't enough to detract from everything that was going on in the show. Um, ter- uh, character development, I gave that a 10. Uh, I <laughs> I put in here, I'm like, I didn't know where else to put this, but how is every girl in this show a grade A waifu? <laughs> and, then, and then the next one, do I smell a romantic subplot? <laughs> and then the fact that her face changes in the opener as the story progresses is the cutest thing ever, and it's just going to make it hurt even more. Yeah, I wish I would have noticed that. Again, I agree with Frenchie that, like, yes, the, the other characters did not really develop at all, but I think that is because the entire world around them was built to enhance the emotional impact of the, like, the relationship that the show would eventually focus on. Sure. And I think that... Maybe the characters themselves did not develop, but the the two main characters' interactions with every other character developed them so much so that when they got together, it mattered that much more. I will say the redhead also ended up having a lot of character development. Too. Yes, yes, she had an absurd amount of character development. Very good. Yes. Soundtrack. Like <laughs> Soundtrack. I gave a seven, and I think that is mostly my fault. 
because I've I thought the opener was very cute. I thought the ED was very cute. ED is really cute. But when Frenchie was talking about like, oh yeah, the moments where it was like the emotional moments where it was swelling and stuff like that, I honestly didn't notice. I don't think that is the music's fault. I think that is purely on the fact that I was too busy trying not to cry. Yeah. But the fact that the music didn't pull me in in that way in general is the only reason that I'm giving it the score that it is. Every every time I listened to the music, it was very sweet, very cute, and that just made it hurt more. The world building, I gave an 8. Um, I initially had it lower, and then I bumped it up fairly high, and then I brought it back down to an 8. Because... It's kind of like with what Wick said. I wish there was more talking about, like, why don't the Gifties just have, like, an automatic shut-off button? You know, why... Like, how exactly is the process of, like, transferring souls? How do they make these artificial souls? Like, exactly how human are the Gifties in relation to, like, another human? Um, and these things are never explained. But also, the I, I again... I think the world building was just what it needed to be so that the central focus of the show was as impactful as it could be. Because you wouldn't need to know exactly how the Giftias are made in order to know, yeah, this girl's got a time limit and now she has fallen in love with her partner and they've only got so much time together. And I think that the world building was exactly what it needed to be for the relationship that was the center focus. And that's why I gave it an 8. Plot, gave it a 9. I literally, First thing I said, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going and it's going to hurt. And then it says romantic subplot, which is probably going to make everything hurt more. It, it was pain. It was pain, but in the most beautiful sense. Like... I, I have I have not cried that hard at a show. It always seems to be the fucking romance ones. Why is it always the romance ones? They're designed for it. No! <laughs> Stay away from me, I'm you monster! You, watch your line, April, you'll be a fucking mess. I have, I have, I have specifically mess. stayed away from your line, April, and Anohana because I know what they will do to me. I think your line, April, might be the highest rated show we're going to end up having on this podcast. Really? I'll have to ask you about that later. Um... So vocal far, performance. Yeah. Vocal performance. I gave it an eight. I said it's always it's always hard to tell with Japanese voice actings, but all around it seems like a good cast so far. And the thing that got me is that all the voices play those played their stereotypes very well. Mm-hmm. The Kudere sounded very Kudere. The Sundere was a fucking typical Sudere. Uh, but that's all they needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it there was there wasn't really too many standout performances, but I don't think. It's not like... Like, whenever I think of a standout performance, I always think of Dio from JoJo's. Yeah. And that show is so fucking extra that having a voice as good as Dio's just adds to the, just adds to that extraness. Yeah. Whereas with this show, it doesn't need a fucking stellar voice actor to just randomly pop in out of nowhere to, you know, just make make the show more. Huh, you thought it was a rom-com, but really it was me, Dio! Um... But I said it was uh, art style. I gave an eight. Simple, effective, brought the point across. Nothing, nothing egregious. I thought it was very pretty, and I didn't really have too many strong opinions on that. And I think that's perfectly fine. Uniqueness. I gave an eight. It is a, it is a rom com, which, by the way, this show is also very funny too. 
Yes. Like we haven't really talked about that because we were focusing on the sad stuff. Like there were several moments where they just I fucking laughed out loud, literally lulled. <laughs> like this oh, shit. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Shit was very funny. Um, it's a rom com. Yes, it has a very good high concept that adds to like the tragicness that ends this rom com, but it's. It's again. It's nothing super, super duper special, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I don't think it needed to be. I mm-hmm. think it like it was an anime that I think knew exactly what it wanted to be, it like exactly what it was trying to go for, and I think it did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Memorability. It's a nine. I'm gonna remember this for quite a while. It's gonna hurt a lot every time I think about it. Every time I see Ferris wheel. Every time I see your Ferris wheel, and then personal personal enjoyment. I watch all my shows on VRV, or like all the shows that I can watch, um, like Crunchyroll wise, I watch on VRV. And on the mobile app, you have there's a comment section, and you can see through and you can read comments of people. And while you didn't do that before you watched the episode, no, I I not not before the last episode. I always do on, it at the end of the last episode on just Crunchyroll to kind of really hide all the spoilers. Yeah, for their comments. Yeah, so and they know. they do the same thing in VRV. Um, is I do I always do it for the last episode just to kind of see the general consensus like what did people think about this, and what I noticed about this show is that a lot of the comments were timestamps, where it'd be like it would tell you the date and the time that they finished the show, and I don't know why but it really stuck with me because I'm going through like this emotional moment, like fucking bawling my eyes out. I check these comments and it's everybody like telling everyone hey this is when I finished this too. This is when this, like, at this moment, this show hit me harder than a fucking truck trying to isekai the shit out of me. You know? <laughs> like, and I just thought that was really memorable. So much so that I, like, wrote my own. You know, I, I, March 29th, 2020, 10.40 p.m. Like, I'm crying like a bitch, and I'm so happy that I get to experience that kind of sadness through this show. So my personal enjoyment was a 10. Like... I very much enjoyed this show. It hurt. I usually don't like anime that hurt me. Mm-hmm. But I just... It was very good. And as much shit as I will give you, Frenchie, you bastard, for hurting me, thank you for the recommendation. For a grand total of 85. Right. Gonna, nice! Nice! I'm going to speed run this as much as possible. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I, I know this is probably my fault. I talk a lot. Uh, personal enjoyment, <laughs> I gave a nine. Personal enjoyment, I gave a nine. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I did have some problems with like uh, some of the pacing, as I had mentioned uh, to Frenchie a while back. Uh, just in regards to, like, you know, it started off with being about the Giftia and then kind of went through the love story. Just the pacing seemed a little off to me, but otherwise, I absolutely loved it. Uh, animation, I gave a nine. I thought it was really well done. Um, it what? It was a typical animation, but it worked very well. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, character development, I gave it eight. Kind of like what Frenchie was saying. Uh, the two main characters carried <laughs> most of the development. Uh, you can see a couple of the other characters developing through uh, time. Mostly the uh, redhead. She was kind of developing uh, as the, <laughs> the, as the relationship. As the relationship was developing, so too was she. I was too. I was too focused on the blonde bimbo. <laughs> Let's be real. Me too. Uh, uh, soundtrack. I gave a nine. Um, between the music swelling in the background and the intro being uh, cha- ever so changing with every episode, uh, I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, Roll building. I gave a seven. Um, to me, it was more of like. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
uh, it was more of the typical Japan kind of setting, but the Giftia was a good little twist to it, which is why it's above average. Uh, plot, I gave it eight. Obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, VA performance, I gave it eight. Uh, even though this was in Japanese and there wasn't really a dub, um, it w- you could really feel the emotion with the characters. And it hit like a fucking... Especially that last episode. Oh it my hit God. like a truck. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, my God. It hit like the Isekai truck. Um, <laughs> art style, I, uh, art style <laughs> I gave it eight. Um, I think it was... Uh, I like the art style. I thought it was really good. I don't know where my brain was going for a half second there. Uh, uniqueness. <laughs> Isekai um, world. Yeah. <laughs> uniqueness, I gave it eight as well. Um... Even though it is a rom-com, it is a very different twist with, in regards to, like, the uh, relationship that has to come to an end kind of a thing. Uh, in regards to this case, it's more of a recycled body kind of a situation where it's like, that fucking hurts. Um, remember Billy, I gave it eight as well. I'm going to remember this mainly because of uh, depression, Frenchie. Uh, so <laughs> if, my ma- if my math is correct, that gives me a grand total of 83 as well. Hiya. Wicky wicky. It's me. Next, as you already were told, you know. <coughs> holy shit. Oh. Uh, That's his name. Don't wear it out. Yes, it is. Uh, so my review for Plastic Memories. Personal enjoyment. I give it a nine. I thoroughly enjoyed this show for the most part. Um, animation. I give it a seven. I don't think the animation was anything super fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? I jogged it down quite a few because I thought it was weird half the time. Like a lot of the lighting. Like some things were. Like when I was watching it, I noticed like the screen kind of had like this white tint to it or like something. I don't know it's weird on everything I, I watched it on it just had like this weird shade looking thing that was mm. throwing me off that I kept focusing on it just kind of pissing me off <laughs> uh, character development I give it an 8 uh, soundtrack I give it a 7 I like the opening and ending I didn't really listen to any of the middle music because I was too focused on the story that was going on so it's yeah. kind of just background music that I didn't pay attention to uh, world building I give an 8 uh, plot I also gave an 8 Voice acting performance, I gave an 8. Art style, I gave a 5. I thought this was a very average art style. There's nothing unique about it. All the characters look kind of like normal anime characters to me. They wear regular clothes, nothing too fancy, like just average characters. Um, uniqueness, I gave, I actually gave it a 10 in uniqueness. Yes, on the outside of the anime world, we've had like stuff like iRobot and stuff. And in the anime world that I've seen, we haven't had robots like this before and they're not technically even robots they're human-like beings that have souls in a, in a way that are more human than anything that all these other robots that we've seen they have their own personalities and all that stuff and the way they interact with the world is different every single kind of way and how they dispose of them is completely unique in its own way and the story itself yes it's a rom-com but it's kind of like its own little twist to the rom-com um, I'm not going to unlock my phone again because I got distracted talking. Uh, remember really I gave it a 9 because the show made me cry. It's pretty much why I will remember so well and the concept of it I really enjoyed. Uh, overall, if my math is correct, I gave it a 79. So my math was actually wrong. Mine was an 82. Alright. Uh-huh. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Ariel Machini rounding this out. Don't forget it. Uh, don't forget it this time. You forgot it enough. It's making me sad. How could you? Look yeah. <laughs> uh, so my personal enjoyment, I gave a seven. I had a weird thing with most of this show where I was like, 
partially invested, and then spikes would happen whenever, you know, one of the big moments were happening. Uh, until, like, the last three episodes, that's when I got super drawn in. Uh, but before that, it was just, like, kind of moments. Uh, animation, I gave a seven. It was pretty good. Character development, I gave an eight. We see leaps and bounds with the, you know, main characters. Uh, and honestly, the side characters, I do feel like, get a little bit, uh, especially the, the blonde chick when she's having, when she's, like, at the, uh, festival. Oh, uh, yeah. She had a lot of really nice moments there. Um, and all of the, like, the side characters' character developments kind of tie into the main characters' developments as well. Uh, soundtrack, I gave it a nine. Uh, both the open and the closing were really cute. The OST was really good. Uh, world building, I gave a six. I thought it was, uh, it was okay. It was pretty good, not great. Uh, plot, I gave an eight. Voice acting performance, I gave a seven. Everybody's voices fit them pretty well, I thought. Art style was seven. Everything, everybody looked pretty good. Uh, uniqueness, I gave a nine. Uh, yeah, there's not very many shows I've seen that are really anything like this. Um, memorability, I gave a six. Uh, whereas the show did make me sad, uh, not nearly as much as a lot of the other things that Frenchie has subjected us to. So, uh, <laughs> you guys keep bitching. I'm just going to make it worse. The, I, the, emo- not, the emotional damage will. monster. I don't think you will. I, There's a show that I have on my list that literally has tears in the name. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not bitching about it. I just don't think this one is nearly as sad as some of the other ones that we've watched. I agree. Yeah. Um, so what's but, your uh, my total... If my math is correct, there's a margin of error. Uh, 74. So that makes the average 79.5. Mm-hmm. up to 80. Yep. Yep. Alright. Sweet. You close us out there, my guy? What's up? You're going to close us out there? <laughs> no, this is the episode that lasts forever. Yeah, this, we're just going to keep going. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. a song that never ends. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. Some people started singing it. I don't know what it was. You can't go to bed, but we're still going to record it. This is a song that never ends. Anyways, yeah, so the anime assignment is uh, Love Chinibio. Love Chinibio and Other Delusions? Yep. That's the show, anime. It'll assignment. be in the description so of episodes, the episode. Yeah, that's where it's going to be. Uh, there's also 13 episodes of OVA. You can watch it if you want. I don't care. Do what you want to do. You live your own life. <laughs> Um, Don't let nobody tell you. Subscribe <laughs> to Mine and Gray's Joint OnlyFans. We make content there. You gotta find the name. Uh, so yeah, have a good day. It's sweet that he let you be like a partner. Yeah, also, it was it was pretty cool. If you yeah. want to drop your shit one more time before the episode ends. Oh yeah. Um, again, it, thank you guys for the last minute, like allowing me to join. I know yeah, I dude. talked a lot. I just had a lot of feelings about this show and. I, I promise next time I'll shut up a little more. <laughs> but but thank you guys thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited for the next time, and I'm actually probably gonna actually watch this anime assignment with you guys, even yeah. though I normally don't, because I've really wanted to watch this one. But um, I am Gray Hollow. You can uh, big thing you can follow me on is twitch.tv uh, forward slash gray underscore hollow, um, and. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. coming on. Oh, God. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hey, don't fucking die, Wick. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. 
We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.